Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric and joining me is Evgeny. Hi, hello. I am Argent and hello. I have a very brief show and tell for you today. Okay. It is not topical at all. Okay, great. I mean, when is or it ever got... topical? Well, I mean, I, I showed like Mistborn things on a Mistborn episode okay. once. Okay. Uh, I got this, this scotch uh, at this point, like a couple of months back. Uh, this is the Aberlur Abunad. Um, it is a cask strength, so it's like sixty-one point two percent alcohol, and it is it is potent. But oh boy, is it delicious! Like it's uh, it was about eighty bucks, eighty bucks, ninety bucks when I got it. So worth, so worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, also joining us is Joshua. What's up? Hi, I'm uh, Jafu on the forums and Discord, and um, I've got this nice cup of water. Water, <laughs> nice. I don't know recommend. why you're suddenly pixely, but of course, when we start, uh, have Discord's you, like, have you, ah, give, you know, have you given up on on Jafu? Are you have you embraced the Jafu now? I I don't know what I've embraced. <laughs> well, maybe uh, you've embraced, Mister. Uh, Marvin here with uh, his excellent mask. This is some excellent cosplay here. Hello, ich bin Thalio. Ich habe heute mal meine Maske aufgezogen. Ich hoffe, das stört niemanden, wenn ihr mich so seht. Aha. Oh, Moment, versteht ihr mich gerade überhaupt? Ich glaube nicht. Oh, ich muss mal kurz. Kleiner Moment. Oh, oh, putting on that medallion there? My medallion, medallion, medallion. Do you do you understand me now? I, oh, I just yeah. tapped some yeah, connection. I just tapped connection. Hmm. So. Hmm. You still have an accent though. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is well. Yeah, that is that is. It doesn't change. Uh, yeah. I only can speak I the language. Oh, you can understand me now, but yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is consistent. It's consistent. It's consistent. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, also joining us, New Shardcast, uh, which, which is especially funny because we're recording this so much later than this is airing, uh, is Peyton. What's up? Hey there. Uh, I'm Peyton, better known as Autodidact, and my metal minds are full of useless information and uh, dumb jokes. So. And you make maps. Happy to be here. And I make maps. Yeah, he makes some great copper mine maps, uh, and they're uh, pretty spiffy. They are great, aren't they? I mean, they are. They are really cool. Uh, so <laughs> basically, um, you and Joff uh, were like, you know, how do we get the latitude and longitude right on the Roshar map? And stuff? Mm-hmm. We uh, spent way too much time on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> way, way too much. If, if people are not familiar with your maps, Otto, uh, what's a good page they can go to and take a look and see uh, the work that you do? Oh, great question. Uh, the Reshi Isles uh, one is pretty good. Cool. I, find. I, I will uh, put it on screen later mm-hmm. in post. Awesome. Oh, that be smart. Yeah, that's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting paid the big bucks over here oh, for yeah. the amount of effort oh. that we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, support us on Patreon. No. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> pay us the big bucks. Pay us the big bucks, please. Uh, and I am Chaos. And... Today, everyone, if you couldn't tell from Marvin's masks, uh, we are talking about the Southern Skadrians. The 1990 movie, The Mask. Yes. <laughs> Try Jim Carrey. Uh, you, you have to yes, talk like him the entire time. 
Smoking. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember anything about that. <laughs> uh, it, it was a thing. Yeah, that, that, that movie is in my mind as being very aggressively 90s. Um, so we do yep. not have to talk about that movie. I will take the mask off. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't want to wear the mask the whole time? Yep. Nope. Okay. Oh, you denier of masks. You're, you're a denier of masks. Okay, welcome. Well, welcome back to the north. Um, oh, bands of mourning spoilers, by the way. Just, yep. You know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, you could probably tell from the video titles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we're gonna talk about bands. Are we gonna need to talk about Rhythm of War uh, as well? We might. Secret history is the. I mean, bands. Secret, secret history. Elantris. Elantris. All the things. All uh, honestly, all the things. It's really yeah. yeah. Probably not the spoiler. The spoiler situation with bands and secret history is so like weird, convoluted, and weird because mm-hmm. they they essentially sort of spoil each other and it's i think i think it's good to do bands in secret history i've always been on that train personally yeah Um, it's gonna be weird when you have lost metal and it's like do you read three that's true and then go secret history and then back or yeah they ought to i i think they ought to bundle secret history with bands honestly just like have it at the end or something it's a big one though yeah, that's, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. a beefy novella. Well, uh, I guess all the Cosmere stuff because, uh, well, you'll you'll see. Um, so I'm sorry, <laughs> but we're gonna talk about the Southern Skadrians. And fun fact: if you are newer to the fandom, you might not know that we have actually known that something's going on the South Pole since 2008, uh, because. There are some references in the annotations about it's like, oh, I haven't said what happened in the South Pole, but all the Final Empire stuff's on the North Pole and stuff. Uh, I actually want to yeah. elaborate on, on something you said before, because I think a lot of people in the fandom, especially newer people in the fandom, don't know about the annotations. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. So if you are one of these people, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, during Brandon's kind of earlier years, so throughout the Mistborn era one books, throughout Warbreaker and Elantris, All those. a little bit Alloy, a little bit Way of Kings, yeah. uh, Brandon would do a thing where um, once a book was out, he would publish a chapter by chapter of his thoughts, essentially a, a director's like commentary. Yeah. Um, on what's happening there and he would often reveal things that couldn't fit well into the book uh such as the information about the southern schedule human the colos lore if you, if you want human the colos <laughs> lore he goes yeah. on just like here's this story and here's here's this guy and here's in the birdlands and things it's like oh that's fun so you For can shot. uh you can read those on his website um yeah. I don't know where exactly, but they are. Uh, I'll available put a link in the free. description. They're also on Arcanum. Uh, if you don't like link rot, uh, they'll be in the description. <laughs> sometimes Brandon's website change, and maybe all of the links to the annotations break. That maybe who knows? Yeah, that's, never that's never happened before, except the times that it did. Uh, but they're very interesting. Uh, what he did was uh, when when a book's just about ready to be done. Uh, there's a step called the copy edit where uh, 
someone from the publisher goes through and does all typographical work. And uh, in the olden days, Brandon had, uh, he did not have Peter to do this for him. So he had to do that. And it is long work. And he basically was rereading the book. And so that's when he wrote the annotations. But once he had Peter, uh, Peter does that because Peter, you know, knows how things should be formatted <laughs> uh, and just asks Brandon questions if he's not sure. Um, and so Brandon doesn't need to do that so he can spend more time writing, which we kind of want. But uh, I do, do kind of miss the annotations because the annotations have some pretty yeah. sweet lore, especially for Mistborn Era 1. I, when, when we were in the preview chapters of Rhythm of War, that, that lead up. Oh, that was uh, fun too. Yeah, it's the same thing. He was he was doing something very similar, right? He was posting commentaries, um, yeah, and, he, and he did that for Don Shard as well. <laughs> and um, I, I tried to slightly less for Don Shard. It's just Don Shard's out. I'm gonna blab about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was more of an AMA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I tried to get him to like do maybe like per part annotations yeah. for Rhythm of War, and and he thought about it, but it obviously never happened well like I'm many things brandon off. wants to do uh he does not have <laughs> infinite time <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's fine um but yeah so he referenced these in the annotations uh in our very first well not our very first but after hero of ages came out there were people asking about things on uh the south pole someone was like hey is there anything on the other side of the planet or is it just on one side and uh brand's like there is life and then our good old friend Matt Kobatos asked way back in 2008 about them too. And Brandon said, oh, the people out in the South uh, are not dead. Rashek was aware of them and he placed them as a reserve. Uh, he wanted a control group in case uh, his changes to genetics with uh, humanity uh, caused serious trouble. Uh, and so he found a way other than changing them genetically according to this web that's kind of weird uh that's hey. what the web says uh details might be slightly different to help them survive in the world uh and they were created by rune and preservation they do have seeds of the metallic arts like everyone else but uh alamancers would be very rare and misborn unheard of and remember what rashek did was because he did all this movement and move the sun closer. He created the ash mounts and, you know, in the north, he created all these microbes and like changes to humanity to deal with the ash. Um, but in the south, he didn't do that. Um, I still think the ash would get to the south, like billowing tons of ash, but you know, whatevs. Well, it's magical no, ash. There's it's another magic. annotation that like the ash is slightly magnetic and yeah. yeah so and the magnetic north pole north pole now is at Luthadel, and so it's weird obviously oh, yes. scadrail has no trade winds or anything like that yeah that's, nothing. that's gotta be it can we i mean can we talk about the geography of it for just sure a sec, yeah yes welcome to the show welcome to the show the stereotypes because <laughs> i just think i just think you know like people coming in you know, might uh, might be a little bit confused about it. I know that I was uh, <laughs> until last night a little bit confused about oh, like, okay. how, <laughs> how it actually works. No, because it's it, it's kind of unclear because the maps that we have, right, of the Ellendell Basin and surrounds, right, they don't show the edges of that continent at mm -hmm. all. Yes. Right. And so I was like, 
are there two separate continents and one is at the North Pole and one is at the South Pole and it's just like all ocean in the middle or do they connect somehow, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Um, but so, yeah, so there are on Scadrial, right? The concept is, is that all of the stories that we've seen take place at the North Pole uh, of the planet, mm -hmm. uh, but that there is a continent, a separate continent um at the south pole because brandon frequently refers to it in the um in the wobs as the southern continent specifically not just yeah uh you know the south pole or where the southerners live sort of thing and, and he says it like people ask about roshar if that's the only main landmass he's like roshar is the only main <clears throat> landmass but on schedule it is not like that so definitely multiple continents yeah and uh, Another thing that confuses me is that it's the magnetic North Pole and South Pole that he's he's talking about. Like they're not at the like the geographic North and South yep. Pole uh, because they have relatively yeah. normal-ish seasons, and the sun is not up all year during the summer and and down during the winter. Like it's they're yeah. at a low enough latitude that there's the sun is kind of normal-ish. There's so. there's a huge annotation about Brandon. Uh, talking about what Roshek did and yeah. at the end he's like oh it's sophisticated geography and astrophysics and I'm out of my element <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if there's a mistake in my reasoning that's why I write fantasy and not SF um, yeah which is funny yeah so two poles yeah, it is weird that it's the magnetic because you think that it would need to be the Geographic, especially especially considering that the reason there was no travel between the north and the south was in large because the, well, the world was burning between them and so like <laughs> it was just expect, total desert yeah and yep. so you would expect the north and the south uh continents to be uh, at roughly the geographic north and south poles and then the region near the equator that's getting pummeled by the sun um would be would be like the burn lands and the boiling oceans and all of that stuff but uh apparently not quite so yeah so he talks about how like the the seas near the equator right would boil yeah like they had stories right of of people trying to go that far south and and it's so hot because rashak the lord ruler moved the whole planet closer to the sun right and so uh, the seas near the equator would boil, and so you couldn't get through there because of the heat and whatnot. And um, which is exactly how it would work in exoplanets if you're not in the right area. Like th those oceans yeah. would be boiled. And uh, and additionally, as, as you had made mention of, right when he moved the well of ascension, it also moved the magnetic north pole down to that the lower latitude that Joff was talking about. Um, where so they can have like a normal day night cycle and and whatever and it says in that annotation that it's actually cooler at that latitude because of the ash and the yeah. the uh magnetic yeah. properties of the magnetosphere of scadrial or whatever yeah. that uh <laughs> that make it cooler there than at that physical north pole which so we're having the, fun this yeah, is the original fun. the original terrace mountains then must have been close to the geographic north pole mm -hmm. yes because yep. that's that's where yeah. the original location of the Correct. well was Correct. and then the, all of that shifted down and he flattened the mountains yes 
and put new and, mountains and up. And then put new mountains up, <laughs> the even further mountains. north. <laughs> it's like, that's um, Terrace now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, Rashik, you... Uh. I don't want to emphasize, it's like, it, he didn't have to move the North Pole, like, so far down on latitude. Like, it, it, you could be fairly high up, as long as you're, like, as long as they're, like, below the Arctic and, Circle. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. Can't be that high up, because if the Terrace Mountains now are, it's still at the, uh, the, the new Terrace Mountains still are close to the North Pole, like they are within the final or at the edge of the final empire. So it's yeah. not that far off from and, the, and he does say North that Pole. the final empire's area is actually pretty small, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but obviously harmony reshifted everything around. You can actually fit, uh, the final empire map and, uh, the Ellendale basin map. There's a mm. nice little, uh, part where they still match the coastlines, but, uh, Oh, neat. I haven't, I haven't tried that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It's totally there. Uh, which honestly is a little weird considering he shifted the entire crust and flattened mountains. Yeah. So that's a little odd. Yeah. But... It makes me well, think he, he also didn't moved shift individual. He also moved individual caverns, right? Like mm-hmm. just kind yeah. of through the that's earth yes. <laughs> to yeah. be next to each other. Yeah, I mean, Harmony can do whatever he wants. He clearly <laughs> the, the basin is not a natural thing, so it, it no. it's probably not. Ex- it's definitely not exactly the same. So he probably just made it. So it's like, oh, well, the landscape's kind of like what you knew. But now it's, you know, different ecology. Not death and ash <laughs> yeah. fire. <laughs> and uh, the the reason uh, the Southerners survived is that they, there, there were, I guess, just different adaptations. And uh, I don't understand how Brandon's like, oh, it wasn't a genetic modification because... Clearly, we see the Southerners, they are like, wow, normal temperate weather is way too cold and we will die. Mm-hmm. Just like straight up die, like just regular old spring weather. They'll they'll die. Uh, and- so so mm-hmm. that bothers me a little bit. I, my my the way I interpret it, I guess, is that the Lord Ruler, he, he wanted to keep them as a control, but he also probably like expected them to, to die. Like he yeah. didn't know that they would survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he he's he split the two groups, put one in the south, one in the north. In the north, he did the ash mounts, and he had to adjust their biology to accommodate the ash mounts. But they were able to live in more like normal temperatures. Yeah, I'm assuming the southerners like they lived in a an extremely hot climate. Yeah, and and absolutely. maybe they were going to die that way. But at least he had like two options going, so that if the one in the north didn't work out, maybe the other ones would survive, and they did. So yeah, so it kind of su- it suggests that the ones in the north could have survived anyways, right? But it would have, but without the ash mounts and all the the modifications, I- but they. This is they would have been more like the southern, right? Like a different climate than he was aiming mm, for. Maybe he also just had the southern sort of as a genetic template. So, like, if he messed anything up in the north, he could still go, okay, I'm can, I can reset them to the southern state now and start over there. So it's not necessarily that he would have gone with the southerners anyway. It was more just that they were a backup that he could have like restored in case anything went wrong in the north but he would still i think have worked in the north because he wanted to be close to the uh, well too in case or when it uh, refilled so yeah yeah that was the impression that i got too was that they were sort of like a a, yeah a backup like you said yeah but do we know joff Mm -hmm. do sorry do we know like were there like were the southerners down there um 
in classical Scadrial times, like before his ascension, or were like did they get split off, like and put there? That, that's um, a good question. Uh, that that was not. We don't know anything about that. Uh, we hmm. don't know anything about the specifics on how that happened. Interesting. I mean, Maybe I imagine the, there would uh... still have been continent, uh, the the same continent that Sezed uh, remade, right? Uh, and he probably just grabbed a group that maybe in classical Skadriel they didn't really know about, so they were separated culturally from the others, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe just moved them there, because Rashek's like, well, I mean, I'm doing this stuff. But Yeah, hard to say either way, right? Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, it, it sure seems like uh, in the current time, like there was very little intermingling between the two, so I, I do yeah. think even in classical Skadriel, they would have been pretty separate. Yeah. Although there I... there are ruin and preservation things in lore, like, but that would permeate the whole planet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I imagine that they were connected with, like, the whole planet was sort of in contact with one another at the time of Rashik's ascension. But I, I could buy that that they were very culturally still... I mean, they're on the other side of the planet, right? I mean, maybe Rashik moved everything around, but... It, it seems reasonable Ter- that they were like relatively distant to where the the um the terrace were. It, it could totally be like a thing where, like in our world, where like Rome knew of China, but yeah. like they, it's so far that yeah. like I mean you could get there, but there wasn't a huge deal of uh intermingling and stuff, and maybe even further than that, right? I just don't think that they're actually a control group because I do think he had to have made other modifications. Like maybe they're not genetic. Maybe it's like a magical thing. I don't know. Like they adjusted spiritual DNA. Or environment. My environmental. uh, No, I don't think. But the environmental thing is the ash, right? And it's not the ash, right? I I could see some aspect of it being that he like moved them underground or something. Like that could feasibly be something he might have done. I don't know if that like hmm. would help a lot. Yeah. They, there is reference the the Southerners do say that like they think hell is the sky because the earth is warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but a lot of a lot of their culture ties from the to like fire and warmth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I I, th- I think realistically, what's happening here is that. Originally, when Brandon was writing these annotations, he thought that the Southerners would be. Uh, pure, unmodified, genetically, mm-hmm. they just would have survived like a true control group. And mm-hmm. then as he was getting to the actual era two and realized that, oh no, this is not going to work, I need to lower their body temperature for them to survive in the changes that, I, that I've said have been introduced to the yeah. world, then he made that decision. And so the way I'm justifying all of this is, one, annotations are not canon, right? They're old. Brandon's thinking of how things are going to work out. Yeah. And two, maybe it is just that the modifications Rashek made to the Southerners are far smaller in scope than what he did to the North. I would believe that. And I'm just rationalizing it by not taking the word control group too seriously. Right? Like, it is another group of humans that if, if Final Empire totally crashes there will still be humans it's kind of like chandra really that was another uh safety net as well. <laughs> so, so i i think that's valid i but just to 
I guess to be clear, my 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 opinion is that he didn't make any modifications to them, and that they they just did naturally survive. Um, so, huh. How I, I think that they I do think they had adapted. Like I think living for a thousand years in that climate made their them naturally adapt over time. Um, they I mean, and another point is they could live further towards the geographic South Pole sure. um, than the Northerners do to Thanks. the North Pole. I had a fun idea with that, like if assuming they actually lived at the on, close to the southern uh, geographical South Pole, they would have had summers with like constant day, and they they the sure. mask wearing has to come from somewhere. <laughs> like stupid idea, but maybe it's because to prevent sunburn, <laughs> they put on masks. Yeah. And to to be honest. Could- that, that that's be. actually totally plausible. That's plausible there. Sunglasses <laughs> built in, you yeah, know, yeah. Because it's daytime, twenty four hours a day in the summer. I'm just not sure uh, how much, like, just regular old natural selection could like yeah. adjust the mm-hmm. body temperature. Like, I've been On listening to a lot like... of YouTube videos about like mass extinctions, and like those would happen over thousands of years of just like and. Just like a little bit colder mm. and a lot of species can die. So yeah. I, I don't know about that. I, I do think they were modified. Um, but I mean, like, we, we don't know. I, I feel like, and, and maybe there, there's evidence contrary to that, but I feel like humanity hasn't really evolved or changed that much genetically in the past, you know, 7,000 years or whatever. Like, yeah, we've changed. But lowering of the body temperature of however many degrees seems like a much, much mm-hmm. bigger change than anything we have experienced. I uh, would and agree. Yeah. Yeah. Extreme conditions in the South, they would select for s- certain attributes faster. But like these are, these are big, rapid mutations. Yeah. But it's also it's also the Cosmere, and they have a bit of investiture in them. And like yeah. I, I yeah, feel like there's true. room in the Cosmere for adaptations to happen faster. I, you you are unfortunately right. I, I do well, think the it's, fact that yeah, go ahead. The fact that humans on Scadrial have a little bit of extra preservation in them too might like mm-hmm. might That's plausibly true. account for like them surviving just generally in this really rough climate. Oh, you know what I hate? What's that? I hate the fact that. Brandon could easily spin this off as well. Not only are humans, you know, more invested in, in the Cosmere than we are, obviously, but also Scadrians are a little extra invested by preservation. And so during the random mutations that happen <laughs> during sexual reproduction, maybe the investiture plays a role and like forces the mutations to be not so random and forces them to go in like a more preserving route. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I mean, yes, the, the spiritual mumbo jumbo can be used to rationalize whatever yeah. Brandon wants, which is exactly why Brandon's like, this is why I write fantasy. But he could, maybe the modifications, there's like some spiritual modifications rather than like necessarily yeah. physical ones. And like, because in the law, Brandon's like, oh, they're not genetically changed. So, like, maybe that part's uh, the same, and there's some weird, like, he 
manipulated their spirit in some way, because, like, spiritual stuff does affect the physical, but maybe not genetically. He adapted the spiritual DNA and spirit <laughs> web. Like, there's a lot of ways you could do this, it's right? technicality. And oh, yeah. I do think that Rashik did something to ensure that they would survive. Like, I, I find it really hard to believe that they just survived on their own. Like, maybe he, he got done with the northern people and thought, okay, now I can quickly fix the southerners and, like, do a bad job maybe and it's like yeah considering he did all that stuff with the chandra right like the chandra mm. were let's put them underground if this crap goes terribly well at least we got still got the chandra i guess <laughs> you know uh like he did a lot of things so yeah i i don't know i i'm interested to know how like northerners interacting with southerners how like that will work genetically and with the modifications you know mm -hmm. hmm. like will they still be like like how will that work will there would a northerner and southerner kid marasi alik uh <laughs> be the first ones obviously uh well, like so, so would would they be different like how would that work so i i Attil is an interesting case of that yeah. right so uh, uh, there's a southerner genetically southern but she grew up in silver light and yep. she seems to be adapted to more normal mm -hmm. temperatures well True. but also keep in mind roshar specifically is very warm uh not uh, like southern well, warm though right? they barely get like snow in there yeah but, but they're like cold under normal temperatures yeah. like but like the reshi isles are that's warm and like you 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 can tear off your shirt and stuff I don't think on the shattered planes that's a great idea. Like, especially with <laughs> like heavy winds. We do, we do and have stuff. the frostlands, so yeah, it's the mean, frostland. If the global temperature yeah. would be, okay, but like sure, she is fine over there. Yeah, but there's also but, totally room for the ghost bloods and Kelsier stuff to like have yeah. access to whatever yeah. they need to magically get around. I mean, she might have a medallion. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. And in fact, I would be surprised if she didn't, honestly. Right? It sort of depends on when in the timeline her like ancestors got off schedule. It could technically be during the Final Empire times. That's yeah, but a good she, point. if she was born and or grew up in Silverlight, the community there yes, probably sure, sure. would Just... have had access to like magical doodads from all around the Cosmere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. saying, it doesn't have to be medallions. Like she could have yeah. figured something out earlier because no, absolutely. she got off planet totally, earlier. Totally, totally, yeah. totally. The ancestors, her ancestors did. When we get into you know the big crossover stuff, I think it's interesting considering the differences that we have on these different planets, right? And what it means for sort of like life support, right? Because yeah. the Southern Scadrians, right? They're li like they're warmth medallions that they wear, right? And we'll we'll get into the into that, I'm sure. Um, are like a form of life support, right? Because they have to, they have to be wearing those if they're not, you know, at, um, well, no, even, even at the South Pole nowadays, they have yeah, to right. still be wearing them yeah. all the time because they're just maladapted for, uh, you know, what is a normal climate to, uh, to other people. And like Roshar, 
like Rosharans are absurdly tall and are used to this high <laughs> oxygen environment, you know, and like, what are they going to do when they go to some other planet no that uh, they're like, uh, we is what they're going to do. Probably yeah. had some like had something in mind when he planned Farukumi to include soaring breath, like actual. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. So, oh. Ah, I, that I, is a yeah. ferrochemical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> same, same with like the uh, air pressure stuff, right? Or radiance. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, that, that is very interesting. Uh, speaking of crossover, uh, the, <laughs> I did a lot of WAB research and it was really funny even before bands came out, Brandon, like people kept asking about the Southerners because I, I mean, I was very interested as well. And Brandon said, well, the 1980s tech level, what we now call era three, uh, the world will be pretty explored right and so he would you know and he even said oh they'll the southerners they'll be known in the modern trilogy so in retrospect it makes a ton of sense with brandon doing era 2 that he actually did the discovery of mm -hmm. the yeah. southerners it still shocked me like i, I still i mean granted I, even if you knew southerners would be in era 2 uh, airships and the other things is like wow this is, this is very interesting <laughs> yeah. um, he, he did talk about like mechanical them using mechanical yep. means or technological mm -hmm. means but like what does that entail and then hey, I thought they were mist fabrioles fabrioles yeah. yep yep yeah the the uh the you know southern scadrians be, uh, being involved in era two is very I think thematically on point right because we get this sort of pulpy Indiana Jones kind of uh kind of vibe from it like these mysterious people from you know another place who have this you know culture that is uh so different to ours and and that sort of thing it also like that western 1800s era tech like it does kind of evoke that as well like you're exploring mm -hmm. new lands and stuff so definitely well, not that the Northerners do that much exploring, uh, but <laughs> Southerners, they, they crashed there, and then Northerners did a little bit of exploring. And, and Brandon's actually waffled back and forth whether he would write something in the South. He intimated he'd like to, but then later was like, uh, I'm not going to. But then in 2018, uh, Isaac wanted... Uh, to write a Mistborn novel set on one of the southern continent uh, places. And so that is a very cool idea. Um, so, yeah. It sounds like Isaac has a lot of ideas about things he wants to write about and places he wants to explore, right? Mm -hmm. He's talked about or, or has been mentioned in the context of like a Trinity story and a southern continent story and maybe the Nikki Savage thing mm -hmm. is that maybe she has her own thing oh. going on in the North. Oh, 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 oh. sorry. The, the list of wobs we have is really long because I <laughs> grabbed all of them. Uh, but, ah, so Brandon does say in 2015, Firefight San Francisco signing. Uh, and he's talking about, uh about the southerners and it's like oh i can tell you this because it's in the annotations i mean a little bit brandon uh <laughs> you're you're equating the hero of ages uh, q a with the annotations but that's fine uh the people down there were places kind of a control group to the changes that mm. were made of the people in the north where changes were made to live with the ash and things like that but other changes were still made to them 
or changes happen to them, shall I say. So so he's saying kind of a control group. <laughs> Slightly different. So so there are there, so there are changes. There were modifications Rat- for sure. Rashek wasn't exactly, you know, like the preeminent scientist of his. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Ascension's a hell of a drug, man. Mist. Let's uh, move the planet. That sounds good. Like, <laughs> so, like, I'm not surprised that yeah. he wasn't very scrupulous. Yeah. Cool. So we're not really going to talk about the Southerner magical technology. Uh, definitely by the time this comes out of our medallions episode where we uh, talk about a lot of things there. Do you want, you want to know about excisers? Go to that episode. Uh, that, Not that you're going to learn anything about excisers. You'll <laughs> hear a lot of speculation about them though. Um, I like how that's just referenced like twice in the entire book and we're just gone. It, it's once actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, he references the excisers and that they're gifts. I think it's twice. It's in the same chapter, though. <laughs> Only one chapter. But what we wanted to do was do more of cultural stuff rather than the magic magitech side of the Southern Skadrians. So uh, let's talk about the Southern peoples. Uh, and we, we already talked about their cold intolerance, right? Uh, but let's go through, you know, the groups that we know. Uh, and I always find, even when you read Bands of Mourning, like, wow, there are so many details in these about, like, I forgot that the Melwish, who's, uh, that's the nation Alik is from, and Jordas, uh, that group of Southerners that were crashed, uh, they're very serious about dancing, and I totally forgot this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like I, I, I would like to register a complaint uh-huh. before we we go into into cultural stuff. Okay, I don't like that we don't have good names for the Southerners collectively and the Northerners collectively. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but like think about names of continents. Like it's really weird to name entire continents. Like, at, like if you look into like like the, Europe. The, well, I mean, the origins of the word Europe is very weird and very hotly debated. And, like, think about just how dumbly America was named, right? <laughs> like, it's weird to... Naming those things... If the Northerners went to the South, they would probably name the mm-hmm. Southern continent. But I don't think the people from there necessarily would have a word for the entire place. Uh, I, I was listening to a, a video about how Africa was a word that was just for like a part of Africa. And then it got like kind of expanded into the name for the whole continent. And so I think that's very believable that the Southerners wouldn't necessarily have a name for their entire world because they would just say, that's the world, right? Mm-hmm. I can I can concede that it's believable. It doesn't make it any less inconvenient. <laughs> it would be <laughs> nice to have a name. I, I, I don't doubt yeah. for sure. Maybe in era three, they'll. I'm, like, I'm sure. Some we, we can have the 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 basinites and. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's yeah. We don't even have a name for the northern continent. It's just like Elmdel mm-hmm. Basin and uh, other yeah. crap that we don't care about. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Southern Skadrians is such a clunky name. Yeah. But... Hey, you, you don't remember the article that I originally made on it with the Southern peoples of Skadrial? <laughs> Oh, and then someone's okay. like, oh, you should probably, you know, change it to Southern Skatrian. Like, 
Okay. I think the North is worse though because we don't even have nations there. It's like just that's true. The yeah. one nation. That is true. At least we have some nation names in the yeah. South. <laughs> Although with the other cities now being rambunctious, yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, like, if it might dissolve into like city states or something. Yeah, like they don't have a lot of national identity at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like yeah, well, those those jerks over <laughs> in Allendale. <laughs> Um, well, and yeah. the the contrast is interesting because the Southerners have like a lot of nations, yeah, right. Like specifically, mm-hmm. like they're very stratified into into uh, these nations and also tribes, right? Like so, there's there's like the five tribes that it talks about, and additionally, there are multiple nations in there. It. <sighs> So I was researching this because I thought there were five nations. And so the reference to nations was at the very end when they were doing the negotiation over the Hunter airship. And Mm -hmm. uh, Jordis was like saying, oh, well, I mean, another nation might think you're weak and attack you anyway. Uh, So I'm not sure how different that is. That, that, That might mean just five nations. And they're just like using words a little interchangeably which would make sense uh maybe there's five large group of people and there are nations as subsets of those larger ethnic groups Mm. maybe um it's not really clear to me yeah it 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 is interesting because the way they talk about it it seems like it's even it's more like a like even like a case system where Mm -hmm. like everybody's sort of mixed together but yet like they do refer to like uh you know, the nations as separate or the, the tribes as separate, you know, with their own languages and stuff. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. the the fallen nation, right? Like Alik talks about how they have a weird language that he hates to speak. Well, so two things about that. Uh, one, I'm not sure the fallen are a nation per se, but I find that very believable that they would have a lot of languages yeah. because they don't have a thousand years of the Lord Ruler uh, yeah. doing unification. And because the Lord Ruler is not there, they probably have stuff that's directly from classical Skadriel and a bunch of different groups from there and linguistic groups. Yeah, and specifically the Fallen, because they were the former ruling class. The of, former uh, ruling them. class, yeah. Yeah, and so it would be like it's in on Earth, you also have like that the higher class speaks a different language than the lower class. Mm. That is very believable. And so it could be that mm. it's something like that going on there as well. Like, it's like the they like don't the French in England kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah right, exactly. Like yeah. Let's go through the ones that we know about. Yeah. So yeah. we have a little bit of context for like the more. Yeah encompassing meta discussion around them right yep. uh melwish does the those are elik and jordis's people they red masks <laughs> yeah they do have red masks yep that's true um they like to dance they they do feel strongly about dancing surprisingly <laughs> so, so so is that is that a cultural thing or is that like their ships thing um I read it as a larger culture. But I also read it as a larger culture yeah. thing. Uh, it could be. I, I think even, well, because the larger cultural thing uh, that, that I got was that Alik was saying, oh, yeah, I got to do math class. And Marasi's like, I thought you'd be like swabbing decks. And Alik was super offended that mm-hmm. uh, to get on the, the Maoish 
to be a skimmer pilot. I love that the the names are skimmers, lowercase, because the fair chemists who store weight are skimmer, <laughs> capital S. Love that, by the way. Um, they're like, oh, I, I'm, we're supposed to be gentlemen. So it's like, this is a very prestigious occupation. And I guess at least in, you know, I, upper class, I don't know, but like very uh, important people who become skimmer pilots, they at least feel strong about dancing. So that might be mm-hmm. not a thing that everyone in their culture feels about, but at least whatever the upper echelon of their society is, I yep. would believe that they feel strongly about dancing. Sure. Yeah, he makes a reference to he's he says like, "You're not calling me a, a low, low ship yep. man, yep. right?" Like, and so that I'm assuming that that means like ships on the ocean mm-hmm. where things are a little less cultured Probably. than the in, <laughs> in the airships, you know, where they dance and and, uh, and whatnot. And even like the scene, like right before the end, where uh, Alik like goes to get Jordas. Uh, they're about to fight. Uh, Jordis just says, you did well. I om- almost, I forgive you for your terrible dancing. So like, mm-hmm. if that wasn't important with their culture, like they would not say that like before they're potentially going to die, in my opinion. So that I think hints at, or to me, it's always hinted at like, maybe not a, not a flirtatious relationship between them, but kind of a friendly banter because because yeah. i think when lick talks earlier about the person who gets strung up mm. because of the poor dancing i i firmly believe that's himself like he stepped on his captain's toes or whatever and she strung him out uh, and, and that's what this is hearkening back to maybe because i'm not sure because he's first of all Alik seems pretty honest in general like i'm i'm sure there is room for deception but uh, but what the way the wording of that paragraph goes when he's talking about the person who was tossed out the airship uh they they tied a rope to him but he was down there for like 5 minutes there but he said like a person named zvet said uh to him and then like upon thinking about zvet he because zvet's dead uh, he he saw one of the masks of Svet dying. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure if like in, you know, an impromptu, like I'm recounting a story, if he would really lie if if Svet said to Alik himself. It seemed like Alik was referring to someone else, at least there. But I do accept the possibility that it was someone else. Uh but no, no, Alik does say, oh, he never, uh, he never got that dance wrong again. So I do think that's, that was referring to someone else and not Alik. So the, the Malwish do um, consider themselves separate, right, from these other nations uh, or, the, or these other tribes. Um, because uh, like at the, at the end when Steris is, is doing her negotiations, right, with the captain, the captain is like, I can't tell you what the other people are going to do like you sure. can uh, mm-hmm. you can only count on what we're going to do yeah um agreed and and like the whole crew um Alik's whole crew is seems to be Malwish uh, yeah, as yeah. well I I definitely agree that it is a nation slash tribe and it's also interesting to consider how much influence Jordas and her and her crew 
have over the rest of the Maoish people. Like, because Steris is negotiating with them as if they are ambassadors or whatever, which obviously, like, they, they can't phone to call the, uh, a higher up. Yeah. But I, but I wonder, because they, they have to be higher placed because airship crew are considered, you know, much, much better than yeah. low ship yeah. crew. But like, how much influence do they have to begin with? Yeah, it, it's really unclear, uh, which is probably why Jordis was uh, very uncomfortable with these demands. Uh, because mm-hmm. she didn't, she wasn't thrilled about it. I feel like they must have some authority, though, to be able to to feel comfortable enough to proceed with the deals that they did make. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised though if Jordas, you know, had a thing that maybe a bit like Notum in Rhythm of War. I don't know uh, where like, oh, you really screwed it up. <laughs> Good, but maybe the Malwish, uh, certainly the ends of bands, kind of implies. That like, ah, it's probably going to be okay and not cause an immediate war with the Malwish. Yeah, not mm. not the Malwish, right? But other yeah, yeah, yeah. other nations, other tribes might yeah. feel differently. Mm-hmm. Airship captains might be like something akin to nobility in there. It's it's hard to say, uh, at least from my read, Jordas uh, is a very... A uh, firm person, let's say, whereas Alik's <laughs> very friendly, right? Where Jordas yeah. is clearly in command. Uh, it is interesting to wonder, like, how much, like, are there military ranks in there? Like, there's Jordas, the captain, but Alik seems pretty casual, but also that could just be Alik being super casual. It's not mm-hmm. like Jordas, like, refers to Alik's rank, though, as well. He's well, also and Alik, yeah. He is, yeah. He's he's what twenty two, twenty two. Uh, yeah, uh, that is what, what Marisi. That's thinks. what Alik <laughs> said. <laughs> but Marasi, when he lifted up his mask, is like, I don't know. With that mustache, I don't know about twenty two. But <laughs> yeah. you know, like, so. some some man can grow a decent mustache ever. So, it, but it's yeah, he possible is he's a considered. Yeah, and he is considered like pretty casual. You know, with the way that he like. Mm-hmm takes off his mask that's true a bunch for sure and stuff and yeah uh the others kind of that's a that's a good thing to talk about right um the culture of mask wearing and the yeah. the way um i don't know about all southerners but the maoish at least seem to express and or communicate emotion through hand gestures because like they yeah. have masks over their faces right yeah. and i don't remember the exact details but i feel like the idea of someone lifting their mask and like exposing their emotions is it's not a considered taboo but it's a it's a rare thing that like it requires an occasion for you to do that mm-hmm. yeah you, you don't do that all the time yeah, yeah which yeah. is why like is a little bit weird because he doesn't it's sort of like the safe hand on rosha like it's sort of an intimate thing to show your face sure there. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, vulnerable yeah. Yeah. And uh, I do think all the main Southern nations do wear masks. Uh, and I say that because Alix refers to the deniers of masks. So I think yeah. even these uh, whatever five peoples or nations uh, that there is, 
they all wear masks um and the deniers yeah. don't and are dangerous for some reason we don't, yeah that, that's all we know about leak, <laughs> well all that we know about the other nations practically is what a leak like yep. tells Marisy. yep yep but let's mention the hunters the hunters are interesting because I guess in my mind that was a subgroup of something else, but upon rereading, it does sound like they are a nation and they have their own specific culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Eatil is apparently has hunter ancestry, yep. and they receive one mask at birth and then a second one by adulthood, and that that mask actually grows into their skin, so you cannot take it off. Uh, <laughs> yikes! And the hunters were warriors, but. Now they're like looking for the cataclysm that destroyed society, and they're the ones who did the initial expedition about six to seven years prior to bands to try and actually destroy the temple. And a few of them came back, I guess, and that's what the Malwish, the Malwish, uh, heard of them, and they went up north to do the same expedition to get the bands. To fight the desires gonna, of masks. Whoa. I'm going to extrapolate on Paleo's idea about the masks being uh, sun protection, <laughs> skin protection. Uh-huh. I wonder if if the hunter, you, this is kind of crazy, I guess, but <laughs> I'm imagining like if the hunters were like they were hunters. And so they had to go out like if they were all living in caves Ooh. and stuff and the hunters had to go out more. And Ooh. so they wore their masks so much that it like became part of their identity more so than the others. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I could buy that during, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Final Empire era. Yeah. It does say, like, Alik tells Marisy that um, the hunters give a mask right to each child, and then yep. they only ever change it when they reach adulthood yep. and put it on, and then it grows into their face. And yep. uh, back to the Malwish, uh, too, it, it does mention that they would change their masks frequently depending on, like, mm-hmm. their profession or even uh, as... Uh, as often as a lady in Elendil would, uh, Elendil would change yeah. their uh, hairstyle. It's like a haircut, you know, change yeah. your mask. But uh, <laughs> so th- yeah, that's the hunt. The hunters just have the one that they change when they're mm-hmm. adults. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much more we can say about the hunters because, uh, I mean, Jorda says that their ship's older, but I mean, yeah, obviously, right? Um, one thing that is interesting to me about the hunters is the it's the interesting juxtaposition of them being um so so first of all we have this idea that the people of the south had more of a caste system before the icy death before the catacendry yeah so we have the rulers who became the fallen, the fallen and we have the warriors who became the hunters yeah uh and so i think all of the others are going to be are going to trace back to like maybe maybe the the Mawish were explorers and scouts and things like that, hmm. um, or maybe they were nobility and that's where the the gentlemanship um, comes in. Hmm. But I but I find it interesting that the hunters were the warriors, but they hmm. are also the ones who currently look into the mystery of the icy death and the the yeah. almost arcane aspects of history. So there's this this nice contrast between like they're not some 
or at least not necessarily some barbaric people who live for the fight they're not berserkers they are maybe not scholars but there's a certain measure of curiosity yeah. to them yeah uh, i i would imagine uh this, there are dedicated scholars among them i imagine surely would not be surprising yeah that is interesting um the fallen are really cool i i totally forgot about mm-hmm. the fallen uh yeah the fallen were kings and then uh it said they offended the Jägenmeier, and which is why they think everything went wrong and the way their culture works i'm not sure if like this is a separate nation it seems like they would just be integrated in with a variety of mm-hmm. societies yeah um, like- i actually think like malvish might be a na- or like the malvish might come from a nation and like they have hunters they have uh, fallen among them like i feel mm-hmm. like it could be that uh, sort of split like the malvish are a nation and the others might be like groups that exist across all their nations yeah potentially and Correct me if I'm wrong, Paleo. Jägen is kind of a root. The the root of that is uh, hunter hunters, right? Yeah. So uh, Jagen in German, or like also Jaga, I think in like Norwegian, I think or or Swedish uh, is to hunt. Yeah. So I trying to figure out. Like in general, we can say that the. Um, the southern Scarians are very much um, influenced, or like the language is reminiscent of our own Germanic languages, or mostly the Scandinavian ones. Like, uh, it's not so much uh, like I speak German, but uh, I can't understand all they are saying here. But uh, some Norwegian people actually figured out, like, at some point, Elik says, like, Hanna Konga before he. Uh, puts on the connection medallion and it literally is norwegian for like is he a king or whatever in reference to vex oh, uh, oh nice so, wow ah. cool. yeah nice um wow we we got Peyton talking about geography <laughs> wow we, we we have a solid cast for today um it's, it's almost like it was kind of planned a little bit but it was not not, not really as much it. as it's turning out we to don't be. We don't dabble in things such as plans. Oh, yeah, I made this whole uh, outline last night. And with the Fallen, we'll d- we'll talk about the Jägenmeier, because that is interesting. Yeah. There's an interesting religion yeah. and mythology there. But a compliment means a lot. They're trying to uh, relieve the burden of their failure, and they get plain masks. Uh, and if you compliment them and they did a really good job, they could get a fancier mask. Um, So that's... They have, interesting to you, they have to take you to testify that yeah. you yeah. liked that you liked their service like yeah it, it does stars. have some cast system vibes though right mm-hmm. like that that definitely has some vibes of like uh untouchables in a sense it, it makes me like, think that there are more like the tribes are like different castes basically and then like the nations are different lines between those because like yeah. mm-hmm. it feels like you can't like the their society can't function the way this is described yeah if if they're like if those tribes are dependent upon one another you can't have a nation of former kings that's just mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. not enough right it's just unclear to me yeah like which of these groups are groups within the nation yeah the the, the politics <laughs> i never thought i'd be like 
you know what, Brandon? I want even more politicking. I do. Want, I do want to know the southern <laughs> politics, though. Like, what are the what are the political division? Can we have a yeah. map and maybe Give a, us a, a geographic map just... and a political map, please? That'd be great. Thanks. Also, a magnetic one, if possible. I would love that. As well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How did the ferromagnetic ash? How's that? Work? <laughs> Um, if, if we can, if we can have one of those pictures of the, that is like the planet, but there's a a slice that is missing, <laughs> yeah. we can have that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this being said, by the way, the one group that we haven't talked about and that I feel might be different from the others are the deniers of masks. I think they are different. I I do not think they are yep. integrated with these southern nations. Yeah. And so I think the way this is this is working out is the Maoish are a nation and. Yep. For the life of me, I can't figure out what the name of that nation might be. Malwia. There Mal-wand. we go. Maland. Well, yeah. they, it I'm could just like... be Malv, like because uh, yeah. um, Alex says he's from a town called uh, Wislo. Oh, I, I don't know how. Like, if you pronounce the German, the German way, it would be Wislo. Just, just go with German. That's probably yeah, more and, correct and, than ours. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. And so it could literally just be Malv, like. Something yeah. like that, because there's okay. actually a city in Germany that's called Calve, and it's the same thing, just with a C at the front rather than an M. So oh, and, and are they like that way? Would you call them like Calvish? That... Well, uh, they probably hmm. don't use that suffix yeah, in yeah, German. Actually, yeah, but... well, we we do, we do. So it, you could call them yeah Calvish. You could say that. So yeah. yeah. So I was thinking like Denmark and Danish, but nah. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so I think Maoish, <laughs> the people of Mao Land, are. <laughs> yep. Ma, Ma, that's the Ma name. That's the name. That's that's what some stupid northerner would be like. Let's divide up the the places like Maoland. <laughs> there we go. We did it. We did it. We did great work. Um. So so I think they're a nation, and they have. Um, they have hunters, they have fallen, they have potentially other caste-like groups, right? And then we have either three or four other nations, and then we have the deniers of masks, who I think are um, either one of the nations that is just being weird towards all the others, or they're like a sixth quote-unquote nation, right? The the enemy beyond the wall, essentially. Mm-hmm. Sure the the barbarians or whatever or they are a group of people that is like an amalgamation from all the other nations like people who have forsaken their mask Mm. culture and and they've now joined with these people nudists (laughs) (laughs) yeah the the reshi like so the the reshi are a good example for both of these things um (laughs) You have people from all around Roshar going there and living their life who are also nudists. I I definitely like the idea that maybe they've drawn from every southerner nation mm-hmm. and like some it's hard to say what they're exactly like, right? Like all we know is a leaks like wow, it would be nice to have the bands to fight the deniers of masks. Uh, and uh, they asked, oh, do deniers of masks like us? No, no, Alik said, laughing. You're just barbarians. The <laughs> deniers are really dangerous. So I wouldn't say they're barbarians, but I get what you were evoking. Like, they're not of yeah. the standard cultures. So, like, maybe they're... Yeah. I, I don't think Brandon would do another Mongol-inspired thing with, like, mm-hmm. Genghis Khan, because that's supposedly <laughs> a lefty. 
mm-hmm. uh, kind of. They could just be they could just be you know heretics, right? Like that's the term for you know anybody yeah. who is heretical. It it, um, it just them being said is really dangerous. Uh, makes me think that they definitely have some sort of military presence. Uh, and they. Yeah. They could totally destroy a town or something. Like they're they're very they're very serious business. They're sort of maybe they're like dangerous to society as well. Like like yeah, if uh, they got some foot footing in uh, the southern schedule, things might turn for the worse or whatever. Like yeah, I, don't know. I uh, no, I disagree. I think the because they are brought up in the context of oh, if we had the bands, we could fight them. Oh yeah, true, true. I yeah. think we are looking at not an ideological problem. We are mm-hmm. looking at a a power problem. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily think you're wrong, but um, I, I definitely think that they're like, if you think about like the Red Scare, right? Communism and the specter of, of <laughs> communism or whatever, you know, like I could see somebody having that same sort of rhetoric, right? Like, oh, it'd be great mm-hmm. if we had, you know, if we had nukes so we could fight the commies or whatever, you know, <laughs> sure. kind of thing. They're really, they're really dangerous. Yeah. I think there's probably some ideological thing, but in and like that would be a danger to society, mm-hmm. but also they clearly have a powerful military presence. Uh, yeah. So like there, there could be both of them. Like really dangerous can mean both. Like dangerous yeah, to the southern sure. cultural yeah. norms as well as a very powerful military that could maybe make it happen. So we really need to fight <laughs> them to prevent that from happening. Um, I was wondering if they might be if they might control like an important magical location. Mm-hmm. So mm. maybe Harmony has a perpendicularity in the south and the deniers have like taken over the area. And so they have power in that regard. Or maybe there's like a big et metal mine yeah, somewhere in the south. Yeah. And like they control that and that gives them a lot of power. Uh, yeah. And like all the other nations need to either rely on smaller deposits or like sneak in and take yeah. the death metal out so you literally have the Taliban closest sort of thing. thing yeah to nukes that the uh, scadrons currently have so yeah, <laughs> if they yeah. had access to an et metal mine mine so yeah i mean there might be an et metal mine near the near harmony's shard pool yeah mm-hmm. sure right. double up yeah um y- you know think thinking about this uh i don't want to get too into the fire mothers fire fathers uh, the, the things that the sovereign, who's Kelsier, um, because he can't leave well enough alone. But, um, I mean, he did save him, so that's nice. But it's I wonder if there are regional differences on how some of these things work, or if Kelsier like made fire mothers fire fathers for like each of these groups right mm-hmm. like would he give them to the deniers of masks are the deniers of masks hmm. like people who like break in and steal medallions and stuff like i mean maybe maybe it's something like that right where they don't have fire mothers fire fathers themselves but they need to be like these aggressive peoples to steal them from other places maybe you know they they talk about the the sovereign um being the king of yeah. the southern peoples yeah. right so like yeah mm-hmm. 
all of them maybe like at that point in time and then it fractured or what and he just kind of like wandered away uh, <laughs> yeah. a little later and so like we yeah 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 i mean it it's yeah i mean alik says is he was our king mm-hmm. i don't know if that means like the malwish but i would imagine all of these groups need the medallions of some kind right or or something else, like we could have both. We could have a nation of people that live off of fire people and medallions, and we could have a people whose nation is like underground near thermal vents or whatever. Oh yeah, that, yeah, sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so it's just interesting to think about how the magic mythology intersects with these cultures and it, if mm-hmm. there will be differences and things. I really like this denier of mask idea stealing medallions. Yeah. So I, 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 I kind of <laughs> dig that because that would be doubly dangerous because it doesn't... Uh, Metalborn are rare, right? Like, clearly they have mm-hmm. some Elemancers, uh, but it's a very reverential thing. If you steal medallions, though, like, that's, that's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. For any group, right? Like that, that that's very bad. And it sort of plays back to like the idea of the pilots being upper class people, like because medallions are so rare in their society, and the pilots be- get entrusted with them because they do need them more, I guess, because they need not just the warmth but also um, the weight ones. So it could be that could be an aspect of why they are higher class people, the the pilots. That they, or why they see themselves as of higher status because they are entrusted with more medallions and sure. it's it's a rare commodity. Uh, there. No, I don't, don't no. know how rare they are. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like I don't think it's like it's not like super rare, but I, I'm valuable. trying to think of a good comparison to like what uh, <laughs> something that. Like, I, I would imagine whatever money they have, they would probably cost a lot of money. Like, they, they're they mm-hmm. so vital that, like, maybe maybe it'd be like, like, I, I just I just have a phone, right? Uh, like, people can get them, but they're not, like, cheap as water, right? Like, they're definitely mm-hmm. important. Y- yes, yes, I agree. But I don't know um, if it's utility. like it's the kind of thing that I feel like everyone has, like at least the warmth medallion. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like everyone has one. Yeah. And so in that regard, maybe a smartphone is an apt comparison. Um, but like, I think if uh, a group like the deniers came in to like uh, go to a town and if they steal a bunch of medallions, like mm-hmm. They're not easy to make. Uh, and, you know, what if they like kidnap fire mothers, fire fathers, or something? People who have that ferrochemical warmth ability who can uh, store that in and actually charge the metal mines. Like, you could really do a lot of, cult- a lot of damage that way uh, to an entire people. Yeah, possible. I imagine like so they have the whole fire mother, fire fathers and fire mothers set up to to fill up um the medallions for heat. Yeah. I 
I imagine it's probably more difficult to make the other other kinds of medallions. Like the, yeah, it feels like that, that would be more expensive. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like the mm, two power ones are also harder to make. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's very interesting. Um, I kind of want to talk about culture and religion a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh. Before we, you know, just talk about Kelsier, right? There's, there's a lot to talk about with Kelsier <laughs> here, like a lot, a lot. Uh, like, like so many episodes these days. Yeah, we're just gonna go <laughs> into much. Kelsier. Yeah, a few facts that I kind of forgot, uh, even until I did research. Southerners one have knowledge of Kondra, so presumably, uh Harmony has sent some there, I guess. Uh, I don't think they would have had it before the ice death, though. Um, that mm-hmm. seems unlikely. I, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah no. Um, Alik says they're supposed to use different titles each time for Alamancers. That, that, that's Kelsier. That's gotta that's be Kelsier. That's gotta be Kelsier. It's like, yeah. oh, Alamancers are great. But, <laughs> but I mean, at the same time, you do need Alamancy to, like, do the push for the airships like mm-hmm. alamancers are very important so like i would imagine in most of these places like they would be pretty revered even without kelsiers yep uh maybe he's like oh it is very important yes i so you know what i bet happened uh-huh. so i think kelsier was just like doing his whole thing there and and they started revering him because he's saving their life and whatever. Uh-huh. And one of them was like, uh, oh, thank you for your service. Oh, metallic one. And then sometime later, that same person used the same oh, metallic one. And Kelsier made a joke of, oh, you already called me that. And then it just completely spun off. <laughs> That's plausible. Oh, no, That's, we're not supposed that, to do that. That is really really plausible actually yep. <laughs> he's just cracking a joke and they take that very seriously yeah that that's that's my head cannon now that's what happened that's canon <laughs> we gotta talk about the jägenmeier though because the jägenmeier is very interesting because they have legends of ruin and preservation and it's interesting because well, what does what does Alik say? He's like saying it's like a god, only not, and he's saying it's like like a thing that runs the world. Yeah, when something grows and dies, the Egenmeyer make that happen. That really reminds me of Galdon talking about the door in Elantris, right? Really, I I think so because he attributes the door to like lots of uh, mm-hmm. physical forces. Uh, that that immediately reminded me of that, uh, and. He says, uh, there is Hare and his sister Fru, who is also his wife, and she makes things stop and he makes things go, but neither can make life on their own. And he's like, yeah. Uh, and what does that sound like? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marasi's like, oh, it's ruined in preservation. And uh, and Marasi says, oh, the old terrace gods, they're one now, harmony. And Alik says, no, they were always one and always apart. Very odd, very complex. So... That almost makes me feel like they're they're not talking about shards as separately as like most of us do, really. And they're more like saying, oh, yeah, the, these powers, that's really all just one power mm-hmm. in a sense. 
uh, I don't know how much you can extend this to Adenalcium, but they're definitely thinking that, oh, the shards are part of a greater whole. And they were always one, really, in the spiritual realm. Hey, that, that part's <laughs> a joke. Uh, but it does give me some Adenalcium vibes and yeah. maybe like that Adenalcium's like the mover that makes everything happen. Um, I don't know, that's interesting. Whether they have knowledge of other shards mm. seems a little a little suspect, right? Agreed. Agreed. So in in their mythology, it might be just ruin and preservation, and together they make up everything, yeah. which is the Egenmeyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you feel about these names, Palio? <laughs> so, um, Herr and Frue are literally, or I think in Danish, it's literally Mister and Mrs. More or less, or like. <laughs> man and woman really that's yeah. hilarious so um yeah and it, it is in their law like in the southern schedule law they are brother and sister in so sometimes and wife and husband at the same time sort of so um and uh, in this case ruin would be the man and uh, preservation the woman yeah and yeah so that is yeah some germanic again but uh Jägenmeier or how it could be because um, they refer to it like Alex says the Jägenmeier make as if the Jägenmeier was oh. um, plural so I so, sort of like I try to deconstruct how as I mentioned earlier as Chofu brought up uh, Jagen is in there that's the only thing I could find that fit and it could be that the E at the end is for the plural and so it would be more like Jägenmeier in uh, in or if you pronounce it the German way, and then I couldn't find anything from here. Um, so maybe maybe I can swamp. come in uh, <laughs> and and say, well, what if they have Russian influence as well? That'd I did cool. that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, because stuff, yeah. because Mir it means world. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, uh -huh. okay. Uh, I, I kind of like this. Uh, I've been I. Recently. It also means peace in Bulgarian, so I don't know about that. I recently watched yeah, I, I Shadow did... and Bone, and I really liked how Russian influence on culture is like, oh, that's nice mm -hmm. to see in fantasy. Yeah. Cool. Oh, no, me, no, that's, no, never mind. What is world? But oh, no, me is, is peace, no, right? But me can also be peace, because I could also, I, when I looked it up on Wiktionary, I found some, like, in Norwegian, they also have Russian influences, and they do have me as a word to also mean peace. Oh, so... Yeah. I could, I do kind of like peace there because if you say sort of ruin and preservation hunt each other, sort of like they're in a, in a battle all the time, but there's also sort of peace because mm. they do live and they are on the same planet. So mm. that is something the, I the, came the up with. The hunter, warrior, destructive side and yeah. the, the stasis, calm, peaceful mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. That was like one way I try to explain it to myself but it isn't it isn't like oh the mere part at least isn't obviously uh germanic in any way it, it's not as clear as as hair and frau or frau. yeah 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 i do like the concept in the jägenmir um that like the southern skadrians have this mythology that doesn't track exactly one-to-one -one yeah, with like what actually exists yeah. right you know like you would have in a real like so many so many religions right in the cosmere they're like you know we we worship 
you know, this thing and it's clearly, you know, just a shard and they have like mm -hmm. all of the details, right? Even if they call it something else, right? But I, I kind of like this, this concept. It, it brings life to their thing where uh, Alik is like, oh, no, no, no. They were always together. Like, yeah. You, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about, like them being together now. It also, it's him saying very odd, very complex. It's like, oh, that sounds like shards. Like you could you could think about it in a very specific way and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, that is an interesting part, like that the connection doesn't cause, uh, they don't have a translation for Jägermeier. Uh, Jägermeier so. Yeah, sure. It doesn't just uh, translate. It isn't harmony. harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is not harmony, right? Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it's not a word that means harmony, right? Um, sure. But, yeah. It depends on how connection translation works, I guess. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but there is um, all of this. All of this touches on a theory that I know some people have, uh, which is essentially the ancient harmony theory. What's that? Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know the details, uh, but I believe the gist of it is that the reason, like, ruin and preservation were in some capacity one even before harmony and maybe maybe that was a brief moment maybe it was just like a spiritual oneness right um but i think the the root of the theory lies with the terrorist prophecies and how they they seem to point towards uh this unification of the shards within the hero of ages and like if, if if those prophecies are pointing to that then they must be coming from somewhere and that somewhere is this this idea of oneness i am bastardizing the theory but it's a theory that exists and it touches on on similar things uh i thought it was that preservation gave the prophecies like it was preservation stuff yeah but that's a lot of future sight <laughs> well, yeah, it's always been a lot of future sight. Yeah, I know. Yes. Like, like, yes, it is crazy how much preservation of future sighted in, in Mistborn. It, it is insane. Uh, because there were, especially after multiple cycles of the Ascension. But, uh, so I, I don't know about that, but it, it's, it's interesting how the mythology goes um i mean prior to whenever preservation you know made the well i mean they could talk to skadrians all the time right like they, they literally could do that all the time um i see no reason why they couldn't and let i mean well, I guess preservation would hear, so it's interesting how preservation would give prophecies, but I don't mean to get on a massive uh, <laughs> side tangent on the terrorist prophecies, which are still very weird. Um, um, I'm sure well, there's a point in time in which we're going to do an episode that touches on these things. Yeah, got to talk about Discord, right? Yes. Yeah, call them Discord. This, the whole Discord thing, if that happens, it'll be interesting in the context of their religion and like this idea yeah. of the Jägenmeier, yeah. you know. Yeah. Getting this out of this could totally be a thing that happens to Harmony. In, it's in going to become the Maya Jägen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do get the impression that like Brandon views like classical Scadrial, right? Like as a very fully fleshed out, right? There's all these concepts that mm -hmm. he coming back, you know, like with Trell and um, 
and you know the the ruin and preservation thing and like they clearly had there was a lot going on back then right there were all these countries and people and mythologies and religions yeah. and the whole thing and so it's not unreasonable to think you know that a lot of that has sort of or at least some of it has survived into you know yeah. the modern day uh southern culture uh you know and, and evolved oh, yeah. in that way and yeah that sort of thing yeah it's I would really love to know more about their mythology to see what they felt of Rorschach's ascension. Like mm -hmm. what, yeah. what, what a, yeah. Like what mythologically, like how culturally did they change? Cause mm -hmm. like, I imagine languages can be derived from classical Skadrial yeah, stuff. I, I expect they are. Yeah. Uh, but how much of their nations do, you know, like, cause that was another I time of upheaval. Yeah, the the Jägermeier thing probably is also a remnant of that. Like, because why would they develop that newly when after Rashik's ascension? That doesn't quite oh. that wouldn't quite make sense. Yeah, I, so I definitely think be, this is very yeah. old lore. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny that they are. Been. Yeah, yeah. I did find the uh, epigraph uh -huh. in question, and so. <laughs> Listeners and viewers, if you this is this is not like super arcane, but it's a little it's a little out there. It There's is. an epigraph in um, the first Mistborn book in the Final Empire, where Alendi, among all his musings about being the hero of ages and and the Well of Ascension and things like that, quotes uh, one of the quotes a line from the Terrace Prophecies, which reads, "He shall defend your ways." yet shall violate them. He will be their savior, and yet they shall call him heretic. His name shall be Discord, and Capital they shall D. love him for it. Yeah. Capital D. Yeah. Love him for it is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, at this point, we know that the Hero of Ages was never meant to be Alendi or yeah. Rashek. It was always meant to be Seized. Yeah. Um, and he did not ascend to to discord he ascended to harmony uh but i believe we have a word of brandon that either confirms or at least suggests that if the shards that he wields are not balanced he may have shifted from harmony to discord ah mm -hmm. uh, i sense a research break i yeah <laughs> i do recall something like Along those well, fortunately, there's only 10 Discord references. So really <laughs> That's interesting that the shards being in balance, does that have something to do with like the big sack of Adium uh, that possibly put back into the power yeah. kind of thing? Because like we know that they were unbalanced, right? Like with preservation having put a little bit more of himself into the creation. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. They, wow. Yeah. This, this is this. All right. So there's a 2015 one, uh, and Brandon does say there's there's another name Harmony could go by if he weren't able to control the conflict between his halves. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, "Oh, have you figured that one out yet? Oh, I'm not gonna say anything. I, uh, you have it on recording. I was pretty seeky with that one, so I don't know if you have it or not. Um, <laughs> and." Later, someone asks, ah, oh, if you said his name wasn't Harmony, would it be something else? Would it be Discord? And Brandon says, this is relevant. 
It is relevant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and another one from 2018. While Seizet holds room to preservation, could his intent change from harmony to discord in Francis? It's possible. So that's that's what we know. This is relevant. Oh. This is relevant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I would not answer. be surprised if some uh, terrorist prophecy stuff is foreshadowing, uh, yeah. you know, era three and era four because he envisioned it as trilogy of trilogies. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for era three. I'm really excited for Lost Metal, but like if, <laughs> if era three was like, oh, yeah, no, big things are going to happen here. I mean, big things happen in era one. Not that no, exploring between, the Sunders is not big. But. Between Stormlight and finally movement along the Mistborn axes. Um, <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it, it's always been exciting to be a Cosmere fan, but it's, it's ramping up a little bit again. The, uh, We're coming into an exciting time with Stormlight 5 is apparently going yeah. to be uh, a big deal, which of yeah. course it is. It's the last part of the first yeah. section, but... Yeah. Uh, and and as we have mentioned in the past several episodes, dear listeners and viewers, <laughs> multiple members of Dragonsteel were very excited to approach us at Jordan Khan and be like, uh, you guys should be excited about the Lost Metal. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm very excited. There's some, uh, apparently there's some Cosmere stuff in there. Wow. Yeah. So I'm curious what the, um, what the, uh, the Fallen did to offend the Jägenmeier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. There's not really anything solid to speculate with, I guess. But. No, no. I was like, why did the deny do the deniers of masks deny them? I guess it, the the it's interesting to me that something was happening apparently at the time that Sazed happened to ascend, mm -hmm. which made them think like, oh, it was their fault. I I think that could more just be a story they tell themselves rather than an actual thing that it actually could, yeah. occurred. It's like, oh, well, they did something, but uh, we don't really know the specifics and it's vague. I, I think that's what it is. I don't think they actually. Yeah, I don't not, not say that they 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 cause they actually caused something, but it's just interesting, I guess, that it happened to happen at the same like, time. Yeah. But their laws sort of is like how. Yeah. It is interesting that they don't know the cause of the ice death, you know, the, yeah. um, mm -hmm. that they don't know the actual cause of it. That's you know, true. Sort of that is true. Kelsia surely didn't tell them. <laughs> yeah. It says there. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like they're looking for the cause, the true cause, which is mm. interesting. So, uh, on that note, though, we got a. There's a kind of a big question about Harmony, really. Why didn't Harmony help these people? Like, so it's interesting how he made the North super great. Maybe too great, ultimately. <laughs> Maybe too great. But during the Catacendra, he's like, nah, these modifications in the South, they stay. <laughs> like, huh. Didn't he even so, reverse the genetic manipulation on the yeah. Ska? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he reverted all of Roshek's changes in the North. <sighs> Yeah, so this, this is kind of, I guess, a thought I had is I'm, I'm wondering how much he knew about them. Mm -hmm. Because if, if, if most of what Sazed knows is from his religions, which are predate Rashik's ascension. So if whatever things that Rashik did, he doesn't necessarily um, 
Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't have, have like the of original. He doesn't have yeah. like the original yeah. thing. Okay, that's true. And so like he, he's he's harmony. He's preservation and ruin. He's especially connected to them because they have some of him in them. So like he he's going to become aware of them pretty fast, but he might not have become aware of them and all the details around them in the in the few moments that he was sort of reworking the world really fast. So you know what I'm trying so to say? So this is the. This is the question that I have, right? So Rashek only had, you know, a minute or however long with the power. And so he had to kind of just like pew, 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 pew. And and <laughs> do stuff really quick, you know, with his limited knowledge, right? And like Sezed, right, had more knowledge. And so he was able to do stuff more. But he was actually like taking the shards, not just taking the power at the yeah. well. Yeah. Sure. So he doesn't have a time limit, no. really, except mm-hmm. for, you know, his his thing where he can no longer move because, you know, of the two shards. But I don't feel like I feel like he would have had enough time to kind of learn about them and 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 stuff before that de- gridlock happened, like in the first year and do more stuff, yeah. you know, make more changes. I like the idea that, oh, he didn't have the original template, but at the same time, his religions gave him the template of what humans were like originally, and Mm -hmm. the power remembers how it was used. So I think he could, A, know exactly what Rashek did to the Southerners. Surely he he would have to know that. Just by, like, that, that is, the power remembers what it's used for. We, we know that that's a very regular thing. Uh, and two, he does have the original template of uh, humans. Uh, so, like, he, I think he, like, I like the idea that, oh, he doesn't maybe have the knowledge in his metal minds to do a thing. But surely in the first year, he could figure it out. Yeah. He but could ma- be like, there are people down there and they're dying. Let's just nudge the continent up a little bit, latitude-wise. <laughs> because Kelsier doesn't show up to them until like a decade. Yeah, it's later. a decade later. Yeah. And so that's a decade that seemingly Harmony did nothing. There. Now, mean- <laughs> you could argue that the intents or intent of his new shard settled in pretty quickly like i've always assumed that shards have the most freedom like literally at the moment of their ascension mm-hmm. and then it just immediately drops off mm-hmm. right and if if say had had wielded a different shard uh maybe that would not have been a problem but because he's got these two opposing ones then the drop off is well now you can't do anything i wonder if if there are things Harmony did to help them, that was not just revert all. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just like all undo, but maybe mm-hmm. there were things that he did that the Southerners don't recognize because it's not. A, it wasn't enough. <sighs> it's like we're getting a really biased story from the Southerners, obviously. I mean, well, so maybe, here, but they were freezing to death. Yeah, like, that's true. Like. I- if you're gonna help them, help them literally yeah. survive. Yeah. It's possible think- though that not all, like that it wasn't just the the intents of the shards making it impossible for him to make those changes then, but maybe making him disinclined to interfere in such a like like his actual 
desires, you know, changed mm-hmm. to be like, I am not going to interfere in such a drastic way because that's just not how how I work or something. Surely when you're remaking all the continents <laughs> and literally doing exactly that, then you could. But it's interesting that maybe the Catacendra was a pretty one-time event because reading the very end of Secret History, like, Kelsier can, like, see all the realms uh, coming together and stuff, and then it kind of reverts back. Like, maybe Harmony could do it again, but maybe that is not ideal to use so much power like that. Like, it's clearly doing something on all three realms, but I I still just don't know why he wouldn't revert the... The, the, the changes that Rashek made, because that's what he was doing everywhere else. My thinking, my thinking is very much rooted in this idea that like he he made these decisions very fast. Mm. That like in the in the seconds moments he picked up these two shards and is like, oh, I gotta like fix all this messed up world. I'm gonna remake it how it was. And in the process of doing that, he's like, oh, there's some people like on the South Pole. You know, what's the deal with them? And he's kind of he's kind of reading all this information that he's getting. But by the time he like understands who they are and how they got there and and what their biology is and all this stuff he's like already winding down and now his the intents are, are locking in and he's starting to think maybe i don't maybe i shouldn't touch them there's also here's another argument is that he could have some future sight that mm-hmm. warned him against making yeah. maybe if he did yeah. make some kind of change it would be worse yeah I think that's I a really good point want to bring that up as well like as he will be like uh, he first focused on okay, I have to fix the north and get everything in order there, and then he became a further southerners maybe. But he also was at a point where he was also starting to be able to like read connections more and like mm. looking at uh, read fortune stuff and whatever, and saw that, as Chov said, that whatever he might do might actually make it for the wor- uh, or turn it to the wor- for the worse, and so he decided to not interfere and that could tie into actually like uh some rhythm of war stuff right with this like maybe he saw uh that they would need this sort of more advanced technology and stuff Mm -hmm. right and we know we know that he laments that the um ellendale basin right is so sort of behind in technological advancement Mm -hmm. like it's it's a big deal to him that they are and so maybe it was some sort of attempt to not coddle them in some way so that they would progress faster because he's seeing this upcoming these upcoming strains of like conflict between uh worlds and stuff or or well no he he wouldn't really see uh trell's influence i was like what if he like like if i help them then that would lead to lots of lots more mixing between these two cultures, which could have some bad ramifications in the immediate future. Or it could just be as simple as there's a lot more people there and the North is so screwed and uh, small that like if he helped them, then maybe that would literally be destroying the North. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, considering that they could probably sweep in and do that and, now almost <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, kind of, you have to wonder if they couldn't right yeah and so like if they didn't have that that 
setback than uh, they might have done that. <laughs> they might have. May, maybe he saw that Kelsier would, like, he already foresaw that Kelsier would go there and he thought, okay, I want to get rid of Kelsier. I don't want to deal with him right now. <laughs> Let's <laughs> okay, not so. take care of this. Sudden. I mean, it's, it's I, true. I was, was going to say... Yeah, I was going to say that this is similar to what I was thinking, uh -huh. uh, but then you went off and made it not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the, two, the two theories that I am, I am. So I've never been okay with any explanation of why Harmony didn't do anything. Like that's, that's always seemed to me like a dick move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A bit. Um, it is. Yeah. It's not and, great. And so, and so the two explanations so far that I can kind of get behind are either A, uh, in the moment of his ascension, he was, by virtue of being a northerner, he was focused on the north. And so if um, his kind of initial outburst of power and attention was focused there, then maybe by the time he became aware and realized what was happening with the south, he either didn't have the power anymore or didn't have the intent, inclination to to make changes there. So that's A, I can kind of support. And B is some future site shenanigans. So in the moment of his ascension, maybe he goes, oh, if I don't do anything there, a number of them will die, and that's tragic, but also Kelsier will go there, and he will help them, and he will save them, and that will advance the overall technological level of the South to a point where the North might not get to or might not get to anytime soon, or they might get there fast enough to become relevant in the upcoming cosmic war. The, the uh, issue the, with the, that is then why would Harmony just lie to Kelsier at the end of Secret History? Like, I don't think you can get back your body. You know, like, right? It doesn't quite fit with that. It's possible that... I mean, at, at this point, it's like quadruple agent, right? Uh, he's he's <laughs> doing a thing where he lies to Kelsier because he knows he's a good liar and he knows that Kelsier is going to pick up on the lie and he knows that he will <laughs> become extra motivated to find a body, right? Yeah, maybe. So, yeah? So I don't know about the why of it, right? Like... We, we've bandied about a lot of, you know, ideas um, about why he might not have uh, intervened more directly. But I actually kind of take it a step further um, with this idea that he knew that Kelsier would go down there. And I kind of think that he might have sent him um, because this, uh, you know, Harmony has this thing about right like i can't intervene so directly i need to send wax as my as my representative right sure. who embodies ruin and preservation and and so like this idea of changing three changing things in a more subtle way by you know through agents i think could tie in well with uh him you know once kelsier is back in the flesh uh, him being like yeah okay Go do a job for me, you know. And uh, here's Ed knowing... Metal to do it. Yeah. The problem with that to me is that he seems to... Harmony seems to really dislike what Kelsier is doing with hemallergy. 
Um, and that is all of what happened in the South too, is all hemallergic. um, Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It's Kelsey getting his body back and like using hemallergy to presumably to get a body and, Question about excisers. If he could go the medallion episode, we we talked about the hemallergy there. <laughs> Assuming that the medallions use hemallergy in some way, I uh, along the line, I <laughs> am not gonna say that I will eat Ben's shoes if that is not the case. But uh, a less cautious man than me might say that. <laughs> I could see. Harmony or says it giving some hints to Kelsey at least for like the Farukumi part of it all because Kelsey had, like he knew a Farukumis but he didn't really know a Farukumi or he wasn't a Farukumis himself yeah. so he would need some hints to get uh, started there so that is yeah. something I could see Harmony providing. What well, maybe let's let's talk about Kelsier. What did he do? Because yeah. there's actually <laughs> yeah be- before before we go into Kelsier, okay. one last loose strand Marsh. Yeah. Uh, we don't know much about what Marsh is doing in Era 2 yep. or what he has been doing between Era 1 and Era 2. But the only thing that we do know, other than the book that he gives to Marcy, um, is that he either is or was in the South yep. investigating yep. Uh, mm-hmm. on behalf of Harmony. Yep. Yep. Yes, indeed. Uh, maybe with Kelsier, maybe not. We don't know. Uh, they Who they don't always see eye to eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, get a reference. Good one. actually, actually, so here's the thing, right? So they have, they can never see eye to eye because their spikes <laughs> are in different eyes. Jeez. Yeah, that's the fun I was going for. <laughs> oh Thanks. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I was, this is an eye joke. I, I, I did, well, yes, but <laughs> I, I was going for the fact that because they're opposite eyes, like, the the spike of one is always into the eye of the other, like and so. No, but Marsh still has the two spikes in his eyes. It's just one's oh, yeah, battered in. Okay, it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, we I got the impression that he is supportive of what Kelsier is doing, just because of the, the way he talks to Marcy. I think at the yeah. end of Alloy of Law, he comes across as like very positive of his brother. Uh, Wax is doing his brother's work. I think is how yeah, he yeah, yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's so much. <laughs> I not I've always read that as him like referring to Kelsier's work while he's he was alive. Um not necessarily his work now. Could be. Uh I mean yeah. But he, but he's giving him the hemology like book to like help them out with what they're doing presently. Like that's the context that he says it in. Yeah. When was the warp, warp actually like maybe oh, the the Marsh yeah. Yeah, for the viewers' sake. Uh the the Marsh one was November 2014. Wow. So that makes me wonder like when in relation to the actual books uh, era two books is Marsh in the south. Is it like yeah. before Shadows? The quote he says before is where, like, where is Marsh? Is, he is currently there. Well, it would have to be before Shadows, yeah. It I mean it's been 300 years. Plenty of time to go back and forth uh, as much as... Yeah, you sure, but... I mean, that could... Uh, to me, would imply that maybe he even thinks of uh, Kelsey's other work uh, there. Mm. Like, not sure. But it, the, I don't know. The wob about Marsh being... Investigating the Southern Continent is is paraphrased. So, like, yeah. it, there's kind of... That's, the risk uh, of like, yeah. I, I don't think we exact. should take too much on the tense. Yeah, but yeah. Mar- 
Marsh has definitely done stuff down there, right? Yep. Yeah. Kelsier has done a lot of stuff in the South. So let's let's go through the details we know. One, he went to the South uh, like ten, a decade after uh, the Cassandra. He gave them excisers, started the Fire Mothers of Fire Fathers, became their king. Don't know what the political situation of that looks like, uh, of which nations <laughs> and stuff, but of course he came, uh, became a king. Uh, he, you know, everyone seems to know. It's like, oh, he's from the north, uh, and, you know, he was, he was the north god. And it's like, well, I mean, technically that's true. Uh, I, I just love how everyone thinks it's the Lord Ruler the entire time. It's like, yeah. oh, I mean, Kelsey was was is a god to the, the Northerners. Like, it's true. It's that's a well, it's, especially especially with the bit where they're like, but he died. And I'm like, yeah, he told us that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's great. And then and then, so he was their king for a time, but left, and he left with his priests. His priests were not Southerners. They were absolutely not Southerners. They, they did not know who they were. They left. He took the bands, which he made, I guess, around this time. <laughs> uh, and the priests built the extremely impractical temple, uh, the Sovereign's Temple. Uh, in, in the northern the continent. Nearer to the northern continent, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, he told his priests to protect the bands until he returns. And the Southerners are all like, well, I mean, he always likes challenges. We, we gotta go up there, which totally believable, by the way. Um, and, but some of the priests left the, I mean, clearly they left the temple and went, some of them went back south and, you know, told uh, them about the temple. Because Alik says that some of the priests went back. Uh, some did. Some did. So, uh, with with the priests coming back, uh-huh. uh, one of the things, so they, they've entered the temple, there's a mysterious door in front of them, yep. and Suit says, I can get you through the door. I have the key passed from the lips of a dying priest to a doomed hunter to an airship captain, and now at last to me. Now, the airship captain is Jordis. Yeah. Yes, yes. The doomed hunter was probably one of the hunters who went to yes. bomb yep. the temple and so yes. one of the survivors that came back. And so one of the dying the dying priest who told the hunter must have been like yeah. a descendant of one of the original priests that I guess. <laughs> yeah, jeez. That came back or was still there. Yeah, like how when did Kelsier do this is is my next question, right? So Obviously, we're not going to have a priest who lived like 200 years and then well, I mean, died. 100 years. <sighs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, depends uh, on where the priests come from. Atium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but but let's assume <laughs> the priest is not functionally immortal. Uh, the priest. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's assume that this dying yeah. priest that Sue is talking about is not one of the original priests that came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the temple, uh, yeah. but maybe like some disciple or descendant or like a yeah. secret that got passed from a priest to a priest, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is the interesting thing uh, I think about the temple too is that the 
northerners didn't know about it like nobody yeah. knew like or mm -hmm. or even thought about it uh until you know suit and his like people found the downed hunter ship um yeah or whatever and like the southerners all knew about it but like it's sitting there in the new saran range yeah um and uh nobody in the north knew about it except for uh reeler the candra mm -hmm. yeah because he yep. found it um yep. who was looking for it but that's they, very interesting to me they had legends of the bands though and <sighs> i want to get <laughs> on this again because <laughs> the, the the legends of the bands it's like oh yeah you pick up the lord ruler's braces and get all of his powers what how did that legend start how did they know that pre catacentra which apparently are well documented bah it irritates me i don't know what's going on there but okay i mean that that seems like a believable myth to build around mm -hmm. the yeah. lord ruler right yeah but like it's just outside in credit shaw man like they put <laughs> that, there's just issues with, I, i'm just a little confused about how they how it's named that why are they called the bands of mourning there's lots of questions about I, that. I don't question that there are issues. I'm just saying this is a believable I, myth it's, to it's build around. It's a believable myth. Yes. The morning for Luther, of course. That's so <laughs> you joke, but I mean, tip, tip, yeah, that's it's actually true. Um, so in the temple, after all the Indiana Jones traps, with that bar, <laughs> the dying priest gave the gave that password. We'll talk about the symbols on the door, but inside the door, there was wax remarks that it's a th basically a throne room that has a pedestal that used to have a glass uh, box, but that was, yeah, uh, we can make some more. It's great. Uh, that's, that, that's the pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, the glass was broken and... Uh, then down in the pit below it through a trap there was a second pedestal that also that had fake bands that don't do anything and, and yes on top of all of this there was a mural of the first the first decoy room out in the entrance right so they're yes, they're walking right. in there's a statue of kelsier with the spear and the real bands there's a mural there that shows the empty room with the pedestal and then they go through the traps they go through the door here's the real room the real first decoy then they go down through the caverns the second decoy with <laughs> bodies of frozen priests just yeah. kneeling in supplication around yeah. a fake bands so that is weird for the second fake out for sure so so yep a thought. Maybe. So I don't think the glass box that was in the main throne room area, I don't think that was broken. Uh, you know, when they built the temple three centuries ago, like really? Sovereign left and broke that. No, because I think, well, your comment about the dying priest means there were priests who were around and maybe it was like a few decades ago but there were priests that were there right and maybe oh, it was a they, priest broke it they mm -hmm. built the second decoy yeah maybe it well i mean clearly the dying priest knew how to get into the room right and so 
I don't know if it was three centuries of dust that Wax remarks on about uh, the throne room. Like, I think it's a little more plausible that it's, you know, a few decades, right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I, I can actually buy that, right? So Kelsier builds the temple, puts all the traps, puts the special door, and then a room with a glass display and puts big yeah. bands in there. Yeah, yeah. And there's a mural outside that shows just that. And this seems consistent. And yeah. then he leaves. And then sometime later, the priests go, oh, no, this is not secure enough. And maybe there was an incident that made them think that. Maybe somebody showed up and, like, yeah, almost got through the traps or whatever. And they're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to break the glass, build another hidden chamber, <laughs> and put the bands there. So, the, it, yeah, so there were priests there because apparently the southern story is... He left the priests at the temple. What? That does not seem a like a place you could survive in very long. I guess, mm. uh, much less like camp out there for a while. And so, what are they doing there? And two, why did Kelsier leave the bands here anyway? Just like straight up. Why did he leave them there and be like, I'll be back. I'll be back for the bands. I need them eventually, but protect them. But I'll need them. <laughs> There's it so is many questions. Strange. So he obviously did not tell his followers, his priests, about the real bands. Like he was yeah. deceiving them as well. Yes, <clears throat> I would say so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if this is just Kelsier being paranoid. <laughs> And not wanting to reveal the fact that, oh, I'm gonna... Like, maybe for whatever reason, he needed to leave the bands somewhere safe. And, and so he's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing where I will tell my priests that I am leaving these bands here. I am showing you the bands. <laughs> we're gonna leave them in the temple. And I'm gonna tell them to protect them. But I will also sneakily, like actually leave the actual bands on the statue because I'm going to need them later. Well, Alik's people would tell you that he didn't actually intend to come back for them at all and just wanted <laughs> to uh, give them a challenge of something to, to come and find. See, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to believe the Southerners in that because it's like, why go to all this trouble for this elaborate tip? Like, if you want to hide something, there are easier ways to hide it. Yes. And Kelsier mm -hmm. is like... Uh, I don't, I don't think he would go it's to all that trouble case, if there yeah. wasn't a purpose. Um, and all the, the, the drama and the flair of this temple with all these fake outs, like it feels like Kelsier doing the whole like religion thing. Like he thinks that there's a, there's a story that he's trying to, to tell here for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. Which is <laughs> interesting because why would he want people to, because I think he didn't, want them to find the real bands. I think he genuinely yeah, was storing yeah. them there, you know, where he could just kind of like stroll by and just like you could just leave the, it in the cave like I'm, Wax thinks. You could just leave saying, it in though. a random cave. That's that's what I'm saying. It feels like he wanted them to find the real ones and he wanted there to be this whole thing around them for reasons of I just So yeah, go ahead. It might be more about the story. For a reason why he might have to leave them behind at all. It's maybe he needed to go back to the cognitive realm for something. Mm. And 
whatever they do, they didn't have a way of transitioning or like you he couldn't take the bands with him for whatever reason. And but th that is a reason I could see. Yeah, that uh, like that is would be a reason I could see for leaving or leaving them behind at all. It's not a shard blade though. Not you know? a reason. Like, yeah. Let me light. let me throw this idea. Can, can so rhythm of war spoilers? Yeah. Uh -huh. What are the chances that the priests are ghost blood? People? Surprisingly high, I, I would say. <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah. like, but 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 in that case, right? Is Kelsier bluffing his own ghost bloods? Because it's like if they're dying priests, like he if he's <laughs> lying true. to the priests. To protect the bands that aren't even the real bands that maybe in that pit down below, they are too, maybe they are too reverential to even touch them to know if they're real. But I mean, I guess they moved them. Someone broke the glass, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unclear. But like, regardless, Kelsier just straight up lied uh, to them. And so I'm like, is yeah. he? If they are ghost bloods, like that doesn't seem like a great working relationship there. But you know, well, wouldn't be the first time he has lied to his crew. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. you're that not is... wrong. And you're not wrong. We are only familiar with the like the Rosharan branch of the yeah. ghost blood. So yeah. maybe on schedule it started out different, or it started out more as a cult and. It became an organization later. I don't know, but I could see I could see them being ghostbloods and him still lying to them. And uh, like you, because they are priests. They are not like they're not like just members of an organization. They are priests yeah, yeah. for yeah. him. So, I'm like, where did he get all yeah. these priests a decade <laughs> after the Catacendra? What? And non-southerners. Non-southerners. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe they were just a bunch of northerner dudes that were part of Spook's crew, but, like, how many people <laughs> did they have out of the storage caverns to just, like, go on crazy expeditions with Kelsier? What? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need that many. Like, he needs, like, a couple of dozen people. It's, it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but, no, no, look, that temple is a big construction project yeah. there. I mean, I get that they have alamancers and stuff, and they have magical abilities, yeah. but... It still looked like a big construction effort in the middle of nowhere. That is fair. <laughs> I don't know how much we need to, like, how plausible is it that <laughs> that the sovereign and his priests built the temple in the middle of nowhere? What's the infrastructure like to get to the temple? It's like, I don't know how much Brandon's thinking about this. Like, eh, don't think about that too much. But so this, this actually segues really cleanly into... Uh, Pet theory, a crack theory uh -huh. of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, and that is that the priests that he brings with uh, with him are not northerners either. Uh-huh. I think... I don't know if I think that. But I think it would be interesting <laughs> if they were actually not only Elantrians, but members of the Irie. Oh, jeez. Uh, I think uh, offworlders at any rate. Like so, let me let me lay some flimsy, very great. circumstantial evidence for you. I mean, we 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 don't have much evidence to go on anyway. So so um, 
So uh, there's a door in the temple after yes. all the acid and traps and stuff like that. And yes. around the door, yes. there are... But not the capital D door. No, 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 no. Lower, lower, lowercase okay. D double O. And not, and not the door of the singer in Rhythm of War no. either. Different, different. <laughs> okay, oh my okay. God, just, I, just, hate, <laughs> I hate door. <laughs> just, just, just wanted to be clear here. <laughs> Sorry. Door, door the singer was one of the priests. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, that, look, maybe, maybe. So uh, that's a question there, for Brandon right there. <laughs> there were some markings carved into the door. If uh-huh. indeed that's what it was, thanks, Wax. Circles with symbols in them inlaid in silver. And Alik yeah. doesn't recognize them, which means they're not yeah. southern in nature. Yeah. And obviously, Wax and Co. also don't recognize them, so they're not northern in nature either. Um, yeah. And, and then and later there's like on. There's a clockwork mechanism that you have to yeah. push elementically mm-hmm. on the metal symbols. And if it. You don't get it right. It will lock for a decade. Yep. Yep. And later on, when Suit is telling Wax the correct combination, which remember, he got from Jordis, which she got from a hunter, which then in turn got from a dying priest. Uh, The correct combination includes a symbol that has a triangular shape. So like a circle and then a triangular shape inside. The Deathly Hallows? It, yes, that, it's it's the three symbols of the. Sorry, sorry. Um, that's, just, that's what came to mind. And and so that is that is pretty much all we know about the door. And then at this point, it just like unlocks. It like rolls away or slides away or whatever. God, it's so dramatic. Um, it, it, it's it's, it's so dramatic. But but on top of this door, there are blue lights that illuminate the temple. So like when they walk in, uh, I think uh, Alik puts a primer cube in a, a, a place on a wall. Was it not a primer cube? I, I literally don't remember this. So they leave the entryway. Uh, uh-huh. This is chapter 23. They're walking into the temple. Yeah. Uh, they leave the entryway, stepping through a door, which is a different door than the special door that we talked <laughs> yep. about earlier. <laughs> yep. Also not um, the singer. Also not the singer. Also not the corpses of of devotion and dominion shoved into the yeah, 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 none of those. <laughs> We're having far too much fun with this. Anyway, so uh, um, at the leak, who at this point is wearing a warmth medallion, yes, uh, is muttering something. Uh, he follows something with his eyes, uh, a metal pattern on the wall. Uh, so, like, I imagine not not a wire, but like maybe a a thing. And he pulls up a primer cube that he got from the skimmer. Uh-huh. He opens its side, uses tweezers to extract a small nugget of metal, which obviously at metal. Yep. And then he shoves that into a cavity in the wall, and then pulls a lever. And then and what happens is. Everything lights up. So there's like a low hum and everything lights up in blue lights. See, see, I thought you were going to go with like, oh, there's aeons lighting it up. But I didn't remember that you had to put that metal in to get the lights to turn mm-hmm. on. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just imagining. 
imagine if it was Final Empire era and they're like, oh, it's a turn on the lights. You got to put the Atium in it. It's like, there you go. Like, okay, sure. Super rare metal, using it for lights. Yeah. So I was going to use this, this blue light thing. By the way, the illumination inside the quote-unquote throne room where the glass box is, like the first decoy, uh -huh. that is not the same. That is some kind of natural-looking light from somewhere. Yeah, but in, we the, don't know about. in the second fake uh, pedestal, that one has the blue light. Yeah, uh, but I was going to use that to say, oh, this, this is like magical technology. Maybe the Irie are involved. No, because a leak knows about like how to turn on the lights, essentially. Uh. I don't think the illumination is Irie in nature, unless like all of the South has the same technology. And I don't think that is, that is yeah, realistic. I, I, I don't know how they work. No. But I don't think they're Irene age. Anyway, so back to back to the the symbols in the door. Uh huh. Yes. Um, when I I didn't think much of them when I first read the thing. I'm like, okay, that's that's weird. It's a three symbol combination that apparently spells out something that only Kelsier would supposedly understand. Supposedly, the Lord Ruler would understand. Yeah. Um, I think David had a theory that it'd spell Vin. I think. Yeah. I I thought it was Vin as well. It could also, however, spell out Irie. That's true. Mm -hmm. And all of this In comes Paris, from... I, you don't spell out Irie. Irie is a single Aeon. Aeon. Well, yeah. yeah, but in other languages. Yeah, yeah but like, to. if the symbols were Aeons, like, I could... I mean, you wouldn't usually put a circle around them, but I mean, you could. I guess. Yeah. Right, so... <laughs> The, the, so uh. the way they're described, so if we are literally looking at circles with like symbols inside, uh -huh. then we are probably not looking at aeons. But yeah. when I was rereading Era 2 recently in preparation for our episodes and in preparation for The Lost Metal, I thought that a lot of the aeons that we have seen, they don't look circular, but like a lot of them include arcs. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so they're vaguely circular in shape. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. They ha and and so have I circles thought, incorporated in them. Yeah. Things. And, I, and I thought this might be like, an, like somebody who is not familiar with Aeons might describe Aeons in this way. Yeah. Um, I, th I do think that's, actually, that's plausible, honestly. Like they wouldn't know what they are. It's like, oh, those are weird symbols. It kind of looks like a circle, I guess. Plus the weird mechanical slash magical nature of the door. Plus uh, Kelsier's <laughs> interaction with uh, with the Irie. Like, obviously, he's not a fan of them and they're not a fan of him after the little thing where <laughs> yeah. he played the band, <laughs> yeah. like Ruin. But like, he would know of them. And yeah. like, if he's looking for a construction project that incorporates magical <laughs> doodads, he might there. consider yeah. them... Uh, a, a possible contractor. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, sure. One thing regarding the blue lights, I do think they could still be like non Skadrian tech because it could just be that like Elik saw the metal line and because he knows it from their technology, he traced it back and thought, okay, he can fit one in there. He did, but he didn't know what to expect from it. I could see that being the case. So, um, yeah, because. Because so otherwise, like, would you say that the way like, they, you could like, just charge it in any way, and Alix just using the et metal to turn yeah, it on? Yeah, no, I, I think 
they would use ad metal for it. Just like it is designed for ad metal. It's just that no, like, it was designed with ad metal in mind. So because they don't have the door there, they need another source of investiture. That's the thing, though. Like Alik does like. Alik is following a line and then there's a hole in the wall and he's like, oh, obviously I must open my primer cube that I have in my pocket and pull out the piece of metal. But yeah, like, because the mechanism looks familiar to him. He, he doesn't know what to expect, but he still knows it from their technology. Is what I'm thinking. As a, I, I as a feasible explanation for yeah. why it could still be Iritech. Or like, so the lights don't necessarily have to be Skadrian. It's feasible, but it feels to me like it's just Southern Skadrian tech that they came and they built it with, and he recognizes. Uh, yeah, by a tech that is 300 years old, by the way. Uh, well, <laughs> ish. Uh, yeah, probably didn't, like yeah. give them all this technology like day one. Like it might have taken some time to like get there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how long it took for them to build the temple. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't think they've had airships for the last 300 years. Yeah, like, agreed, they had agreed. To, agreed. Well, it sure. talks about how, like, you know, Kelsier shows them how to um, how to make the heat medallions, right? Yeah. But he didn't give them the weight medallions or whatever. Yeah. They reverse engineered it yeah. themselves yeah. to make them much later. Yeah, yep, exactly. And Ed Metal sort of is also a completely, completely perpendicular to that. Like, oh, they're yeah, yeah, do yeah. that because it doesn't play into it at all. Well, uh, for internal medallions. So far as we know. Yeah, it is notable that Alik doesn't really react to the illumination. So yeah. that's one of the reasons I think he kind of expected this to happen. Mm, okay. Um, it is perhaps mentioning, and I stopped reading just before that point, <laughs> that there are no bulbs or anything rational like that. And this is from um, uh, one of our Green. protagonists, POV. Yeah. Um, just sections of the walls that seemed to be made of translucent glass that glowed in a downright gloomy way. Hey, that kind of reminds me of an Aeon. Mm-hmm. Like Elantris's illumination a bit. Kind of like, like the, translucent the is a little where... weird. Yeah, but like yeah. they would have a symbol in it, so it's not just like a block yeah. that like radiates a thing. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's LEDs, actually. They discovered LEDs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're very technologically advanced. That's why Harmony couldn't help them. They'd, they'd make those LED yeah. TVs and they wouldn't like it. It says no bulbs. Yeah, no bulbs. <laughs> um, so there, there is a detail about the temple that uh, we haven't really talked um, much uh -huh. about, which is that the, you had mentioned, Argent, the frozen corpses, right? Yes. In the, in I the second fake-out yes. room. Yes. Uh, I find that very interesting because like, yeah. we know that Kelsier's like whole like his morality such as it is and I use the term loosely um is, is very centered around people right like he is loyal to his crew he loves his crew and he uh you know he does good for the good of his crew and so the thought of him sort of leaving these people there to just rot uh for his sake is is a little bit I feel like it's out of character and it's a very interesting yeah. sort of detail to me. He was willing to like during the final empire was willing to sacrifice people for a greater good. So I think maybe there's an argument that he wasn't 
personally close to them. And he, so he didn't feel super terrible about uh, making use of their lives for some, something that he saw as a greater good. But, but I do agree that like, I, I don't think he does that sort of thing unless there's a good reason. I want to posit an idea that good the, reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that perhaps the people by the second pedestal are not sovereigns priests. Mm. Or at least I, I, I'm almost thinking that they're not necessarily the, that they are not the original sovereigns priests because so here's, here's the thing. So there are a bunch of people. There are uh satting, satting Jesus. Um, they are sitting in four, concentric rings looking up of the light by the the fake bands and not only that they are in warm clothing and each held a mask mm. in their lap and so if like the original priests if they're like they were not southerners these guys sound like southerners if they'd have a yeah. mask and like maybe it was like descendants of those priests who intermingled with the southerners and there was like a it's like a cult thing around the temple uh but it's it is just interesting because even wax is like how had word of the key to the door been passed on right and and so so maybe some southerners found the temple in the past and they came there and they they didn't like plan on like they just like found it and there's this like this holy place and they're like hey we're gonna like sit around here and like worship or whatever they think they need to do and maybe maybe the priests were still there and they're like hey these guys have it in hand like they're gonna keep an eye on the place yeah, and then the priests like there's, there's definitely so weird priests decide hey we'll peace out it's there's there's some like devoted worshipers here and they're they're kind of watching the place now yeah. with the with the line of, of about like um, from the lips of a dying priest to a doomed hunter to an airship captain I wonder whether the hunters found the temple mm-hmm. like decades ago and sent some people back to tell the other hunters about it, but a lot of them stayed there and worshipped worshipped it or something mm-hmm. like that. But well, wait, wait, wait. But if there was, were hunters, they couldn't take their masks off. Oh, true. Well, but may, maybe for some reason they decided to rip them off because that was how it was done. Like they, it, it isn't like if, if even if it's fused to your skin, you could still remove it. It would just be quite painful. I guess, um, but like, think, yeah, I don't think they have to be hunter. Like they could be any yeah. southerners, and then True. some of them got back, and then that's how the yeah. hunters found out. But it's and more so, because that she got the pa- password from a hunter, so hmm. um, the hunters at least knew the password from a dying priest so maybe as like they were there decades ago and some priests were still there and the hunter said so sort of okay we'll take over for you or whatever because the priests were dying and um hmm. sent some of their people back to the south hmm. and they passed the secret on among the hunters and then Decades later, these this new group of hunters decides to okay, we'll we'll go back and see what, or we'll destroy it because apparently they didn't succeed in whatever they were doing yeah. back then. So the password didn't go priest, 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 hunter, captain. Suit. Yeah, 
it could have gone priest, hunter, 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 hunter. Yeah. Captain suit. God, it's just... We're only aware of two southern um, expeditions up to the temple, right? It, the the one with the big, the big yeah. hunter ship mm-hmm. and Alik's folks. But yeah, the, the, the masks uh, on those, you know, worshippers... Uh, does seem to indicate that there may have been a more ancient um, yeah. it's just third one that we're unaware of. Like, it, it's just so weird that they'd let themselves die under there looking at these fake bands, reverential, mask off. That is freaking weird. That is so weird. Yeah. Um, so one one thing... The fact that they are dressed in warm clothing doesn't necessarily mean much. I, oh yeah, it's called. This out. is this yeah. is irrelevant. Yeah, it's called. But uh, the fact that they have masks in their laps yeah. is is I think very very telling. It is possible that what happened was uh, they they were there for a period of time. Uh, maybe they were the ones who moved the bands from the upstairs original yeah, decoy sure. to like mm-hmm. a cavern beneath. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. They so either they were too afraid of like Kelsier's wrath or whatever to even try to save themselves with the bands as their medallions were running out, mm-hmm. or they tried to use them and they didn't work because they were just fake bands, right? And maybe they, they were like, Oh, we're not worthy, or maybe we don't know how to use them, uh, or something like that, and so mm-hmm. they just prayed for the sovereign to come back and save them. I guess. It's just so weird to die sitting in big old rings. Like, you know? It's weird, but it's also, yeah. like, not unbelievable. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Like, like, that people would, like, like go up there. Fervor. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. So well, it's I'm very a... much in the in the realm of, you know, the Indiana Jones, like uh, mm-hmm. spooky, like cults. Yeah, like, it's very um, cult tonal thing. Yeah, like just like we're so crazy that we will die here in uh, and freeze to death here. For On this. our knees. Yeah. So I would throw like... something out there mm-hmm. and I don't think it is relevant, but I think it is funny in a crackpot kind of way. Uh-huh. Them standing or kneeling around the bands reminds me of the little museum thing that Bloody Tan had going. Hmm. In that huh. they are they're people in like fixed positions. Uh, in in Bloody Tan's case, they were mm-hmm. mummified and and frozen in place. These were literally in frozen frozen in place. And so I don't necessarily think there's a connection. But I think there's a possibility that somebody came at some point and like arranged this little tableau. Could be. Huh? Huh. I did wonder if it was faked, but yeah, maybe. I mean, everything else is staged there, so sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, I still just don't understand about the bands themselves and what Kelsey are was going for with them like so why create them why leave them why need to get to get them again like i just what if he thought that he considers them like some kind of weapon or technology that's kind of pretty far advanced and he didn't really want to give it to them unless they like really needed it and so he came up with this elaborate thing and he's going to put them 
up in this temple and build this whole like thing around them, but hide them good enough that probably nobody's going to find them. And then his, his priests or whatever are like instructed like at a certain time to let people know. And so like, I'm wondering, I guess if Trell is the trigger, like there's like events happening on Scadriel now that, and Kelsier's kind of like, it's time. Like they, they need these now for their own good. And so he kind of like, you flip the switch to have the priests like get the word out. Okay. That, that sure. There's this and thing like here we, and like give them the, the key. Yeah, okay. And now they're going to go up there and they're going to get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess he couldn't just go. give it to them at that point. Yeah. But, like why couldn't maybe Kelsier like, go back and get the bands and then like, here you go. But could yeah. be a worthiness type of thing. Um, this sounds like, I insane. <laughs> Kelsier. I don't, don't want to give him. I don't want to give them a super weapon unless they're like ready to wield a super weapon type yes, of thing. But like none of these tests, like the purpose of the temple is all to just be a decoy. Like there's no tests to like truly pass, right? You know? Well, the, you just the, have to realize that the yeah. spearhead was the bands. Like that's kind of like it's not really a worthiness thing because it's it's like he wants them to be easily accessed if necessary, but also the priests don't even know. By people who way. know already where they are, kind of. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. I, I would really like, you know, it'd be great. Some fricking annotations about, uh, <laughs> about this. It's like there, there are, there's so much here just in this temple and it's construction and just weird things that I really want to know. Yeah. I think it's the possible. good news is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say it's possible that it was just about the story, you know, like because he knows the power of stories yeah. and, he and does. like he building does. up this whole this whole mythology. And so if you get explorers going out there and they, they come back and they're like, there's this temple with traps. But like, I don't know what the end sort of what the end of that looks like, what the usefulness it, of it yeah. is, but it's possible that it's just for that. It might make them respect the bands more if it's like this thing that they had to obtain and they're this holy item. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that they would treat them more carefully if that's I guess the case. I guess. <laughs> it's just weird that he wants it found, but let's build a death trap so tons of people die doing it. And and also when you get through the death traps, there's you'll find nothing. Have fun. Um I don't know. I wonder if this is a weird, like hiding in plain sight type of thing, where Kelsier doesn't actually want the bands to be found, uh -huh. and the whole test thing is actually uh, something that the priests perpetuate because of sure. ambition, because of misinterpretation of Kelsier's intent, sure. and things like that. But Security through yeah. obscurity, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe Kelsier just put the bands in the glass thing and then the priests were like, no, nah, this isn't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's, that, that is more plausible. But um, like, maybe Kelsier did come back and all he did was like, okay, we have to come up with some new traps and then rearrange it to, okay, I want to be a now. I just, I if he didn't want them to be found, then... Like, like all of this crap is a great way to get people to find this object, right? <laughs> and so why all the decoys and stuff when it's just outside 
And if he didn't want it found and it's just like, I'm hiding an artifact and I need it eventually, toss it in a random cave, you idiot. Like, yeah. so he did want them to be found, but mm -hmm. wanted a lot of people die trying to find it. Maybe this ties in, though, to to why the the Southerners knew about the bands, like had legends about the bands and, and have this whole cultural thing of like, oh, it's a test, like we need to go find the bands and the Northerners didn't, is like he was trying to get them up to the north for some that's, purpose. That's yeah, possible. I've heard but that then, as well. But then you didn't have to actually like have the bands there. Yeah, like yeah. You just made yeah. This, yeah, yeah. And that, that is where it falls apart, is you don't actually have to leave them there. Yeah, you, you <laughs> bury it somewhere near a landmark that you can identify, but no one else would, and you bury it, and then you just dig it up sometime. A century later, give him give him the good old thrill treatment. Yeah, <laughs> toss it in the ocean. That's right, Just toss it in the ocean. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. It is really weird that he actually left them in in there. Right? Yeah, everything else works. And so, I, I the only thing that makes some amount of sense to me is that he did want the bands to be found yeah but he wanted them to be found by somebody who was clever lucky mm -hmm. intelligent enough to realize that all of this is a decoy and and the real bands are like not behind the room of traps not underneath the whole thing but elsewhere in but still in that temple yeah it could it could almost be like again like the worthiness test is and you ba basically the end goal is to survive the um the temple more or less and solve the riddle at or the enter the password at the end so maybe it's some sort of weird i don't know where i'm ex exactly going with this but because Kelsia is the survivor and so you have to survive the cave uh, the, the temple stuff, some stupid stuff like that. And then he also, as you said, uh, Evgeny, he wants somebody clever enough to realize they're actually here and I can still get them like as a reward. Sort of. And With what end goal? I have no idea, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's certainly like worth considering the fact that we don't know how much Kelsier has been changed by being a cognitive yeah, shadow for absolutely. the last yeah. however many years absolutely. it was. He yeah. might not be yeah, he might. Yeah, he might have this intent of like, I need to make sure that everybody survives, you know, and like I need to test people, you know, like a compulsion of some sort yeah. because he's a cognitive shadow and has been for so long. Yeah. I, it does make me feel like he intended for them to be found because if he didn't want anyone but himself to be able to get them, you even if he that. wanted this whole elaborate thing, he could have built the temple and then just put the band somewhere else and yeah, still have exactly. it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. he had to have wanted them to be found, which yes. to me just makes me think that it's all about this like cultural. He's trying to do something to their manipulate their culture and their mindset about himself or the bands. Um, what yeah. do you think Kelsier thinks about the Chandra now having the bands in that case? If he wanted them to be found... He probably doesn't want the Chandra to get them, especially mm -hmm. considering there's a Chandra acid trap to kill specifically yeah, to yeah, kill Chandra. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I, I, reading that is really funny where because wax doesn't know what it is but like if you mm-hmm. read it yeah. you absolutely know what that acid did and milan's just like staring at it and i was like what <laughs> yeah. is it and just like nothing yeah well let's just that move is, on there that Yikes. is a surprisingly somber moment yeah. in the whole yeah hijinks yeah so i just so wonder of- where that's going like because th- this is a very powerful artifact because it'd be very difficult to create and charge. Yeah. Um, yeah. It did run out rather quick. It did run out rather quick. but Well, no, it didn't run out, but like it was... They they felt a, a dip in the fuel reserve. Mm. Uh, I, I got the implication that uh, a lot of it was used. Like it wasn't totally spent, but... But, so, but like, like regardless, people can charge them. Like if you have this yeah. thing. Although, how do you yeah. charge the alimentic supply? Well, okay, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Yes. <laughs> maybe maybe you. How don't does it need even all work? Like, yeah. Like, hey, maybe we're not maybe the alimentic. Talk about the metallic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't really talk about the bands that much, but uh, it's. Uh, I just don't get what. I don't think we're supposed to get what his motivations are here. Like mm-hmm. Kelsier's motives with like creating yeah. the bands, hiding the bands, wanting the bands to be found and everything. I don't know. But like to bring it back around to, to you know, like the, the topic of the Southern Scadrians, yeah. like specifically, uh-huh. like it, it really doesn't seem like a coincidence that like we're having this sort of meeting of the world's right now like and and like people you know people are just now sort of thinking like where are the bound the bands of mourning you know and it's sort of like been the impetus right behind this whole thing of them coming together so yeah. i feel like there is definite manipulation happening behind the scenes relating to the bands uh to try and get the southerners like scooched up into mm-hmm. the north yeah for whatever he, reason he could serve a dual purpose he wanted them to have the bands when he wanted them to have them, but he also wanted them to make contact with the North at some point. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe exactly because you, uh, after they had contact with the North, he w- was thinking like, okay, maybe the North won't welcome the Southerners that well or whatever, or like not peacefully, and uh, they would then have the bands as a means of protection. It kind mm-hmm. of seemed like the the northerners were actually the ones under threat, though. Yeah. Uh, in in a lot of ways, right? Because Alik Alik is like, hey, some of our guys have uh, flown over your basin and gone, hey, like uh, things look <laughs> really good down there, and we've got these airships and uh, yeah. air superiority as a thing. But yeah. also, it is absolutely like Kelsier to think from an Alamancer's perspective. And like mm-hmm. the North is chock full of Alamancers and, and Metalborn in general, and the South barely has any. So maybe he was thinking that, hey, I will give the South a fighting chance with, mm. with Metalborn and all the technological developments from, let's say, the past 200 years are not something he had planned for when mm-hmm. he was establishing all of that. Sure. And yeah. Maybe and he, he might wasn't not planning have... for Ed Metal Bombs. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. He might not have. He might not have known that the North wouldn't develop. Like, yeah. Sazed thought that they would develop more than they. Yeah. They did. No. Yeah, so. like Sazed has future sight. Kelsier doesn't. 
Well, I mean, I get well. I guess if you have all 16 parachemical abilities, what is tapping fortune? But you, you know what I mean, right? Like, it's not like a shard, right? No. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could imagine that he gave the medallions not thinking they would be able to reverse engineer them all, right? And, but then, like, how did he make the bands? Like, oh. <sighs> so weird. This is kind of a twist and topic but one thing i think would be good to talk before the end would be about the relations between the south and the north moving forward yeah let's talk about that a bit um what do you think i mean it's self sort of self-evident in the way that brandon has talked about um you know like a sort of cold war vibe Mm -hmm. in the in era three being part of the background right he talks about a cold war level of technology yeah but a cold war well, between I, the north think, and the south would be pretty tight. It would be. Yeah. So I mean, I think so, he he has specifically, sorry, just said said something about you know like spy spy stuff, you know, happening. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I vaguely recall that. Maybe that we got to do a podcast on everything we know about Era Three, because <laughs> uh, we so, don't know that much. No, we don't. That would make a lot of sense to me. I think there's they've built he's built up some tension between the north and the south yeah. and there's this technological disparity so it's that's really interesting and i could see that going that way one thing that's really weird is the fact that there's also this civil war situation brewing in the ellendale basin and so yeah. i don't it's kind of weird to me to imagine like how do you resolve both of those unless like the civil war thing resolves an era in lost metal and then like all of a sudden we go to era three and now we've got like another issue but well, uh, part of me wonders if like ellendale basin might like split and then like maybe the southerners will also choose sides because because the southerners aren't necessarily mm-hmm. like this um homogenous like they're not all no, on the same no, page no. so yeah. i could see like a split both ways well so my thought is that maybe when you have an outside invader, that can certainly lead to a, a shifting of priority uh in the outer cities like maybe that would be a motivation to unite rather than go into civil war that's like okay this isn't ideal but these other guys are like really bad for (laughs) us maybe the thing is one of the reasons they had the big airship land where it did and Mm -hmm. in the way it did was because like the government of Allendale thought it would be a show of force yes. to the mm-hmm. outer cities. Yeah. Like, hey, look at our friends. Yeah, they true. have an airship. True, true, true. And so it could easily go the other way where the outer states are like, oh, Allendale City is making negotiations, plans, communications with these southerners. Yeah. We need to strike now. Before they established, yeah. especially if you consider that the sets compounds were in the outer cities, and if the sets faceless immortals are like, no, we we gotta act now, like that, maybe they are going to rile the tensions up more. And that is a that is something that, uh, yeah, I hadn't considered is this idea that the sets faceless immortals are going around and and yep. sort of influencing matters in the same way like the the Kandra clearly have a presence in Ellendale, right like they oh yeah they can manipulate the police <clears throat> and like the the government and the whole thing and so having having that on the other side is very a uh, spy versus spy kind of 
<laughs> that's that's true, but I don't who knows how much trail stuff's gonna be resolved in Lost Metal, right? Like I think we'll learn I think we'll get some answers, right? Yeah. But I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that situation's gonna be resolved. We're just gonna get some answers and it's going to set up the next phase and maybe yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just a very quick thought that uh, I just came up with is that maybe the deniers of mask are relatively recent development and are also related to trail. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's there would be no reason why they wouldn't want to influence the things down south, yeah. right? Especially exactly. yeah. considering like they're clearly aware of the southerners and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're starting to mix. That is dangerous. We got to go right now. And yeah. so maybe the purpose of the deniers was to prevent that from happening and maybe mm-hmm. like try and just break down the southerners uh and Keep their ability local. yeah yeah or like just you know cause a war so they wouldn't like try and travel north right because yeah. they got bigger things going on at home you could yeah, make the argument that the deniers of Matt, like the idea of denying a cultural thing ties with the idea of autonomy and like uh, Honestly, that's kind of true. Yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and you know, you know what's, you know, it'd be hilarious if Kelsier realized that these people are doing that, and the and those faceless immortals are like, well, we don't want them going north. And Kelsier's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's really make the bands go up there. Let's really make sure they get there. Let's send some priests over there just to just to really screw them over. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's Kelsier's motivation here. Just to, mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. There is a prize. Please come up here. Because <laughs> that, that will screw over these other guys' plan. Yeah. Which is a very Kelsier yeah. thing to it, do. It like. really would, wouldn't it? Ah, I'm so interested to see how things develop, but I like the denier of mask idea. I like and connecting it with Trell a bit. Uh, I'm worried because you know, will 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 the those faceless immortals just like try and just kill a bunch of southerners now? Like that's that doesn't seem like it's mm-hmm. gonna be great. I, 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 this is tangential to the subject of this episode, but I think the. <laughs> The sets faceless immortals are gonna think bigger than that. Yeah, they're gonna like, just they like want blow to, up the yeah. They want to exterminate life on the planet. They don't wanna they don't wanna do small stuff. So at metal bombs might be the way to go, actually. That is you, you yeah. take the door. <laughs> the door between the rounds. Why don't I <laughs> sorry? Had to make a one last door joke. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm very interested to see how things progress because there's yep. at the end of bands, it's like, oh man, there's a lot of different ways this could go, and I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited to see what's next. Yeah, I'm really, lots really interested in how much southern s- stuff we'll get southern in stuff. Lost Metal. How much Kelsier stuff? How much southern yeah. stuff? Some trial stuff, clearly. Looking back, I was surprised as I was, you know preparing for this episode i was surprised at like how very little uh of the southern like content like we actually got it's just Mm -hmm. the last like the last half of bands of mourning really like in my mind it's it's all part and parcel of of era two but like we're just getting into it yeah yeah and 
I, I would love to see some Southern viewpoints, Era 3. Like, I, I imagine that must occur there, right? Felix uh, and yeah. Maras's children. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, like, you could easily have a thing where, like, I love stories. Kind of like Elantris, where you have, like, POVs from two opposing perspectives. And, like, you mm-hmm. could have some Northerner yep. viewpoints. You could have some Southerner viewpoints. And, like, that could... He probably wouldn't want to do the same thing for Era 4 if it's like Skadriel versus Roshar, but like, would be cool. Would be really cool, though. Era 4 is far away. It is very far <laughs> away. We'll, we'll be very, very old and we'll be like, oh, that's really cool. We're not hip with the kids at all. And none of the kids will, will be interested in what we're like. And it's like, it's really we'll good, be, though. We'll be, we'll be reading about Hoyd's doing wanky things on, on schedule and be like, yeet! Our, our podcast <laughs> recapping what we know on a subject will take uh, like <laughs> two two thirds of the actual podcast just to try and explain all the things that have happened. Yeah. So remember that prophecy in Era One about, <laughs> about Discord. They're <laughs> here. All right, everyone. I think it is time for who's that Cosmere character. Da da da. This character is from Roshar. Menace. Yeah, Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. Welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character, the game show where you send in five clues and a character to WTCC17char.com. And each clue, these people have a chance to guess Who's That Cosmere Character? All right, this first one is sent in by Physics Girl. Awesome. And clue one, this character is in a relationship. What is a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> like romantic or are you saying this person has spiritual connections to other people? <laughs> Navani. It's not Navani. Uncle Kayain. Oh, no, it's not uh, Uncle Kayain. Uh, I I have never been able to remember the names of these characters. Uh-huh. And it's been a decade. Okay. The Ardent from the Way of Kings interlude uh-huh. who cooks. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I under, understand who... Yeah, I honestly forget there who, who's who as well. Uh, but Jaranid's no, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's a Sashir and Jaranid, yeah. Uh, but no, it's not. It's mm-hmm. not. Either. Okay. But nice guess. I like it. Is it Siri? It's not Siri. I like that too. Uh, clue two. This character has moved recently. Serini. It's not Serini. It's true. That's a good one. That's a good guess. Nice. Yeah. It's true. Definitely qualifies as matching Hasina. that guess. <laughs> uh, no, it's not Hasina. That's also a good guess. I like it. Mm. The the recently thing is is throwing me off, right? Yeah. I feel like it means in the context of the book. Like the last I, book we saw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yes, 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 indeed. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, I guess Hesino would qualify then. Okay. Yeah, Hesino <laughs> totally qualifies. Yeah. Is it I was... Renette? I feel like I've... There was something is about Renette. Renette. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow, nice. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, clue three, this character gets annoyed easily. 
Clue four, this character is often in need of a bath. And clue five, this character is an inventor. Though, to be fair, Wayne's POV on Renette, uh, don't necessarily (laughs) believe clue four. That's just Wayne being potentially very biased. Uh, But yeah, it is Renette. Nice. Yeah. Those are good clues. Yeah. When did she move? Oh, she moved to Ellen, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, this next one is sent in from Lotus. On oh, hi, Lotus. Hello. Clue one. My, my most recent arch nemesis. <laughs> Which will not Which be recent when this comes be. out. <laughs> not remotely recent. Um, clue one. <laughs> this character is dead. Gotta do the classic, I'm right? Up yeah, yeah, I'm gonna... Uh, who, Marvin? Shriplet. <laughs> it's not Shriplet. <laughs> I gotta name the horses, right? Yep. I uh, I will keep it to to Mistborn, and go with um, Bleeder. Ooh, it's not Bleeder. Mm. I like it though. Hraithen. It's not Hraithen. In honor of the Rhythm of War spoiler period ending, I'm gonna say, is it Teff? Uh, it's not Teft. Uh, yeah, also that will be months, many months ago at this stage. <laughs> the, the spoiler period that ended last year. It did, it did. <laughs> last, yes. Clue two! This character is not from Roshar. Ooh. Tanavast. It's not Tanavast. I like that too, though. However, is it Yezrian? Damn, dude, you're just nailed it. Damn. Wow, we got to get you on a Who's That Cosmere character episode to kick Ian's that ass. Is... <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was Arthur that got me on the line of thinking, though. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, I, I was I trying was to come up with it. It's a fake out that they're yeah. not from Roshar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fake yeah, nice. away yeah, from I, Stormlight characters. Yeah, nice. I can't believe you're Good guessing these without fortune or access to the spiritual realm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Damn. Damn, man. How do you know he doesn't? It's 100% uh, who's that cosmic character win rate. Uh, Payton over here. All right. Clue three. This character is male. Clue four. This character has a daughter. And clue five. This character was killed by Moash. So it's like, I, I like all those yeah. because it's like, there's a misdirect, but like I always like by clue five where it's like obvious and then yeah. rather than just like mm-hmm. clue five, you're still totally confused. So yeah. I don't know, I like it. Yeah. I like it when that like IDs. Although killed by Moash, that is a lot of people, but I only Ezrian <laughs> fix those clues. I think. Not not yeah. that many. Not that many. Maybe some more. It's just critical ones. <laughs> <laughs> just a few. Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoyed this uh Really long episode, uh, but there's a lot to talk about, and there's a lot that we don't know, so I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, by the way, uh, there was, at least at the time of this recording, there was no patron submission of Who's That Cosmic Character Priority Q, so, you know, if you back us on Patreon, you can can get it sent. Uh, Granted, we have been recording so much in the last month and a half, so... Yeah, but you can back us on Patreon if you want. Uh, and you can find us at 70char.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Support us on Patreon, as I just said. And we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.
Bye. Ta.